Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. People moving out, people moving in, why? Because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you so can't hide. And I bought out a tooth for a tooth, both for me, and I'll set you free. Rap on, baby, rap on. Well, the only person talking about love Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to my nation.
Could antibody injections fight COVID-19 infections? Lidos is employee owned, so each person has private stock in the company. And there's many employees with very sketchy connections or what I would call conflicts of interest. AstraZeneca in the day, Lidos at night. You see, these are the folks who contribute to both presidential campaigns. Now, around the time that this speech was given, Lidos was on the verge of losing their federal funding. But that didn't happen. Instead, Lidos received a contract from the CDC before the pandemic started, and many more, including a track and trace contract after the pandemic began. Lidos also operates the Advanced Technology Research Facility, which houses the Nanotechnology Characterization Lab and is currently developing COVID-19 therapeutic treatments. It looks like there's nanotechnology being put in the vaccines, nanotechnology in the vaccines. The evidence found by scientists who have obtained samples of COVID-19 vaccines and have examined the contents under their microscopes. Now, when someone is tested for COVID-19, we assume this sample is placed underneath an electron microscope and analyzed in order to identify a virus. This is not the case. In fact, the RNA is extracted from the sample and gets placed alongside many other samples inside a sort of thermal cycling device. By replicating a section of DNA many times to create a polymer, which is a large molecule made up of repeated subunits of the same small molecule. These fractal megamolecules make it easy to find and study a DNA sample. Now, this tricky little technique was created by this man while working for this company and then sold, owned, and patent protected by Roche. Leaving Dr. Kerry Mullis to say, Hoffman LaRoche paid Cetus $300 million for the rights to my PCR invention without even bothering to send me a birthday card. Screw Cetus and the Swiss. Diese Maschine von Roche macht es möglich. Viele Tests in kurzer Zeit. Sie steht in großen Spitälern weltweit, auch in der Schweiz. Nun hat Roche ein Testset entwickelt, damit die Maschine auch auf Corona testen kann. Roche saw strong first quarter sales in COVID-19 tests. The, quote, RT-PCR diagnostic test is a technology to detect the genetic material, DNA or RNA, in cancerous cells and infecting pathogens such as HIV or hepatitis. When we look at PCR, to get a strong signal, it would be somewhere between 20 and 25 cycles. If you look at the set standards for effective PCR. Each replication of the original molecular sample is called a cycle. The more cycles used, the less accurate the test is. Every time you do a cycle, you get exponential. You double the mass of the matter that you're analyzing, including all the things in there that you don't want to, you don't want to amplify. The maximum, really, for quantitative and qualitative PCR is 30 cycles. Anything above 30 cycles, above that, 
you're starting to get weaker and weaker signals. Above 30, it's, it's still there, but it's weak. Above 33, 34, it's just nothing, nothing. So right. testing laboratories is all over the world, and they were using up to 45 cycles, commonly in testing laboratories in the US. According to Anthony Fauci, the NIH, the CDC, and the New York Times, PCR tests for COVID have an accuracy rating of 0% when more than 35 cycles are used. They were routinely running at 45 cycles, because if you look at the Corman-Drosten paper that the nucleotide sequence was based upon in terms of determining the primers and the probes for the, for the PCR testing, it's just riddled with conflicts of interest. Drosten, who was the guy that, that wrote the paper, he's involved with a company that manufactures PCR test kits. Tib Mobilio produced the first test kits and shipped them to Roche for emergency approval in China. Roche makes access to its PCR patent portfolio readily available worldwide through licensing programs. Roche offers companies rights to make their own PCR products for diagnostic testing and also licenses labs to perform PCR-based testing. You see, it doesn't matter who manufactures the test or who performs the test because they ultimately have to license the technology from Roche first. And they got approval for the manufacturing of the PCR test kits two weeks before the paper was submitted. He also sits on the board of the Scientific Publishing Authority that published the paper. He published his own paper, and he's involved with a company that, that sell PCR testing kits. This paper then goes to the World Health Organization. They set up what they call their standards for PCR testing for COVID-19, in which they recommend up to 50 cycles of PCR. Didn't describe his invention as a test for a disease, only as a technique to study biological material. It allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important. That's not a misuse, that's just sort of a misinterpretation. It doesn't tell you that you're sick and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. You can't tell the difference between virus particles or active live virus. I mean, there's a lot of questions. It's a non-diagnostic test. I mean, um, I mean, you can have your suspicions, can't you, about Carrie Mullis' death that, that was very convenient in terms of the timing of it. But, I mean, there's no suggestion that there was any foul play there or anything like that. But nonetheless, it was very, very, very convenient. Dr. Carrie Mullis died of pneumonia just three months before this pandemic started. However, while he was alive, he was extremely vocal about the misuse of his invention in diagnosing HIV as the cause of AIDS. HIV is the probable cause of AIDS. I wrote that, and then I said, well, I need some kind of scientific paper to reference. And I looked around. I asked a couple of virologists at that company, and they said, no, you don't have to reference. I said, I have to reference that because I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. There wasn't a scientific reference, like a, a paper that somebody had submitted with, like, experimental data in it and, like, logical discussion and said, Here's how come we know that HIV is the probable cause of AIDS. There was nothing out there like that, nothing. And I was getting really freaked about that. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. And he even warned us about characters like Tony Fauci and Bob Gallo. Just because Bob Gallo gets up, takes his like sunglasses off and says, gentlemen, we discovered the cause of AIDS. That's all we have. 
some flimsy little statement made by a guy who's known to be a crook in lots of other ways. He lied about a whole lot of other stuff. Why are we trusting there? He was a witness in a courtroom. We wouldn't trust his testimony. We've caught him in too many lies. Nobody should trust Gallo. Gallo's been caught too many times making up stuff. Okay, who do we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough to you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it because he's been asked. President of the University of South Carolina asked Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on stage in front of the student body. Fauci didn't want to do it. He wanted to talk about it. Based, based upon the HIV equals AIDS hypothesis, they didn't give us the test. Now, they didn't give it to us. They sold it to us. Now, who sold it to us? Who owned Who gets uh, money off of Gallo that? himself was getting quite a bit off of it. He had to give a lot back to Montagnier when it was finally proven that he stole the virus from Montagnier in the first place. Guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. And Anthony Fauci himself has spoken about the inaccuracy of positive test results. A cycle threshold of 35 or more, that the chances of it being replication competent are minuscule. Mm. Somebody comes in and they repeat their PCR and it's like 37 cycle threshold. But you never, if you almost never can culture virus from a 37 threshold cycle. So I think it's, Somebody does come in with 37, 38, even 36. You got to say, you know, it's just, it's just dead nucleotides, period. It's just dead nucleotides, period. Mm. They were routinely running at 45 cycles. PCR is yet another example of good technology being used for evil purposes, just like so many other instances throughout history. So how was PCR technology approved for use as a COVID-19 test? In order to answer that question, we must look at the Switzerland-based big pharmaceutical giant, Roche. But first, let's meet the man that Trump appointed as commissioner to the FDA. This is Dr. Scott Gottlieb, and these are his many conflicts of interest. Scott had to sign several recusal letters for his different ties to big pharma. My drug dealer was a doctor, doctor, had the blood from Big Pharma, Pharma. He said that he would heal me, heal me, but he only gave me problems. Prior to the approval of Roche's COVID-19 test, Scott was actually working with Roche. Big Pharma, Pharma, I think you're trying to kill me. Now we have the advent of home testing. For COVID, and I think we'll soon have the advent of home testing for influenza. The current head of regulatory policy at Roche in Washington, D.C., was actually the senior advisor to Scott Gottlieb leading up to the pandemic and the approval of the COVID-19 test. Scott is a contributor to several mainstream news outlets and has been on television regularly recommending drugs and shilling for Roche. Remdesivir has been an active antiviral. There's a lot of things in the pipeline. Pfizer has a drug in advanced development. The company I'm on the board of, so does uh, Merck. There is a drug in advanced development a little further behind by Roche. So we're not just dependent upon vaccination, but those who choose to go unvaccinated and get infected, there's going to be therapeutic options. The drugs by Merck and Pfizer are in advanced stages of clinical development. Roche is a little bit further behind, but the drug looks promising as well. Now, this isn't the first time Scott Gottlieb has been caught trying to fake a pandemic, or the WHO for that matter. Remember the avian bird flu, H1N1, 
swine flu, Ebola. Yeah, the same characters have tried this a few times with much less success. If you look at uh, Roche's in, you know, involvement in the 2009, mm. what I would call a fake pandemic, Roche were, were very much involved in that. It's become a global pandemic. Swine flu is sweeping the world on a scale not seen for 40 years. Roche and their subsidiary Genentech. Uh, in 2009, Roche uh, took over uh, Genentech and renamed its U.S. operations Genentech. So essentially they're the same company. In 2005, Evan Morris, the vice president of government affairs for Genentech and one of the most connected big pharmaceutical lobbyists in Washington, directed governments across the globe to stockpile the Roche drug Tamiflu for the avian bird flu pandemic that never happened. Um, the 2009 pseudo-pandemic, the H1N1 flu, which didn't happen, even now in the literature that they refer to it as a pandemic, 18,000 confirmed deaths globally. Mm. So that's not a pandemic. It's official. Swine flu in all four corners of the world, a pandemic. Scientists expect two or three waves over a period of 18 months or more. It could kill 65,000 people this year. Anxious governments looked around for medicines to stockpile. By the time the pandemic came in 2009, sales of the only real flu drug on the market, Tamiflu, had hit $3 billion. And the whole thing is predicated on selling Tamiflu, which is a Roche, Roche brother. Donald Rumsfeld was even involved. He had stock in Tamiflu. Rumsfeld, yeah. This is also earning its manufacturer big profits, its shareholders a healthy dividend, and one man growing rich with the panic at the heart of the American government. Donald Rumsfeld, Defense Secretary and former Chairman of Gilead Sciences. In February 2017, the Wall Street Journal published a story about the death of Evan Morris. The top lobbyist for Genentech lived this huge, lavish lifestyle, spent a ton of money on cars and real estate and travel and vacation, and uh, it all came to a, a fast and terrible end. The story outlined how his lobbying efforts made hundreds of millions in profits for Genentech and their Swiss parent company, Roche. He got a top lobbying job at one of Patton Bob's clients, which was, which was Roche uh, Pharmaceuticals, back then Roche Holdings. Now, I spoke to Brian Shields, a whistleblower from Genentech, who informed me that there was something fishy about the Evan Morris case and that he was actually with the Clintons before his death. He, he fell in with the Clintons. I think he was... In, in awe of their network uh, and the donors and the lobbyists who surrounded the Clintons. Uh, he befriended some of them during his time in the White House. So at age 27, he was uh, the top Washington lobbyist for a major global pharmaceutical company. This was done through the use of think tanks and PR firms to influence politicians, then using those politicians to influence FDA regulation. Now, the main think tank used was AEI. Guess who else worked for AEI? FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb, who was also one of the Tamiflu consultants for Roche back in 2005. You could eventually have a Tamiflu-like drug that we have for influenza for coronavirus. In fact, Gottlieb was working for a PR firm doing, quote, business development for Roche in support of Tamiflu just prior to his new FDA job. Dr. Scott Gottlieb was recused from key parts of the planning effort because his past consulting work involved companies whose products would be used to combat a pandemic. 
Gottlieb's former clients include Roche, manufacturer of highly sought-after antiviral Tamiflu, and Sanofi Aventis, the nation's largest flu vaccine manufacturer. Scott Gottlieb wrote a paper in the British Medical Journal, and he stated that the H5N1 virus could be easily transmitted between humans, leading to a major flu pandemic. Now, some of Scott Gottlieb's peers saw the fraud that he was pushing. Fewer than 75 deaths from a virus with little or no person-to-person transmittability have spurred the current wave of pandemic preparedness. After this paper was published, Scott became FDA Deputy Commissioner and gained top secret security clearance, at which point he wrote a letter to his boss recusing himself from any pandemic planning. But he forgot to mention his work with Genentech and Roche in this letter. It's litigation and disinformation while Monsanto controls the Food and Drug Administration. American. A few months later, President George Bush announced a $7 billion plan to prepare for a flu pandemic. It is vital that our nation discuss and address the threat of pandemic flu now. The plans in place to prevent and, if necessary, withstand and influence a pandemic. Guess where that money went? Yep, Roche. The decision to declare a pandemic in the 2009 case was a group within the World Health Organization called the European Working Group on Influenza. Within that group, the two lead authors of the paper that they wrote worked for Roche. I mean, they, they were Roche, they were, they were actually employed by the Roche, Roche, Roche employee. With fears of a pandemic running high, it was probably inevitable the government stockpiled Tamiflu. International drug regulators and the World Health Organization endorsed its use and still do. Just like we have a drug for influenza in the form of Tamiflu, we're going to eventually have such a drug for coronavirus. Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, were still leading funders, but they weren't the biggest funders of the WHO. But the biggest single corporate donor was Roche. Right, so they put in 85 million. The year they declared the 2009 pseudo-pandemic, right? Their profits in their in their next report, they reported to the shareholders that they'd made 3.4 billion from Tamiflu. So they invested 84 and made 3.4 billion. And the same thing has happened this year, from 2019 to 2021. If you look at their sales, we're paying for those PCR tests. So it's, I mean, they've made a lot. September 2020, United States District Judge George Russell ruled that Roche must answer to whistleblower charges that it falsified claims of the effectiveness of its drug Tamiflu in fighting influenza. The Department of Health spent £424 million stockpiling 40 million doses of Tamiflu. That's enough for about half the UK population. And the drug is still costing us money. Last year, we spent another £49 million replacing Tamiflu it was past its sell-by date. And fraudulently induced the United States government to stockpile millions of doses for a feared flu pandemic. We spent half a billion pounds on it, and it's not been much use. Tamiflu was supposed to protect us all against a flu pandemic. In 2009, the government rushed to stockpile enough to treat half the country. Now, new research suggests the antiviral does little to prevent the spread of flu and could make people feel worse. 
According to the Keytam lawsuit, Roche falsified scientific conclusions and engaged in a high-powered marketing and lobbying campaigns to win government contracts. If any government or individual had wanted to find out how effective the drug was, they wouldn't have been able to do so because all the data on it had been kept in secret. In case you haven't figured it out yet, Roche is extremely powerful. According to the New York Times, Genentech's political action committee and lobbyists for Roche have made campaign contributions to many House members, and company employees have been among the hosts at fundraising events for those lawmakers. I assumed that Vanguard or BlackRock or Blackstone was going to be one of the majority institutional shareholders of Roche, but it wasn't. It was a company called ARC, and they invest in gene editing, cryptocurrencies, bioengineering, and uh, other uh, what they call disruptive innovation. Oh, that's very interesting. So who the hell is Roche? The big pharma firm who saw the future. Roche is family-owned by the Ore Hoffman LaRoche family. They are listed in Forbes and Bloomberg's list of the wealthiest families in the world. They're considered the wealthiest dynasty in Switzerland and a part of the Swiss aristocracy. The Hoffman LaRoche family is one of the oldest nobility families whose members still own many shares in Roche. family member Andre Hoffman controls the company today. Now, among many other things, Andre Hoffman happens to be an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum in Davos, where the Great Reset was announced via live stream on June 3rd, 2020. A Great Reset? That sounds more like buzzword bingo masking some nefarious plans for world domination. Trustees has got a very specific legal meaning. They are the only ones granted authority to access the funds in the trust, write checks, approve distributions, and conduct business on behalf of the trust assets. And who are your trustees? Roche isn't just an agenda contributor, but Hoffman actually sits on the board next to Klaus Schwab. Andre Hoffman is also a member of the Royal Institute of International Affairs and senior advisor at the Chatham House Think Tank. Here is a published list of everyone who attended the World Economic Meetings each year. Going back to 2019, we still see Roche. What role does Roche play in the Great Reset? And what other areas is Roche involved in? Climate change. You might expect to be reading about the pandemic, but would be surprised to see that the words climate change are mentioned over 40 times. Yeah, it, it's all part of the same scam. So this goes back to stakeholder capitalism. Stakeholder capitalism is at the heart of the new global international monetary and financial system. And it's built upon the idea of sustainable development. So that is the product that you are being sold. In addition to being an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum, Andre Hoffman is also a member of the Club of Rome, among many other things. Now, the Club of Rome is a sort of international think tank located in Switzerland. 
whose main focus is climate change, although they claim they are saving humanity from multiple planetary emergencies. Planetary emergency. According to their website, we are in the midst of a planetary emergency facing climate, biodiversity, and health crises. By addressing these as one integrated challenge, we can bring back balance between people, planet, and prosperity. In 1972, they published a paper called Limits to Growth, which is basically a computer model that predicts when we will destroy our own planet in the coming years. So they put out this dodgy computer model idea that, that people are ultimately going to destroy the planet because, because they decided that that's what's going to happen. Without it, there's not really any kind of scientific basis for this. We've got a chart. Yeah, we've got a chart. We've done <laughs> some lines, and um, that's what's going to happen. And many news sources claim that we are right on schedule and right on track with the predictions made in the Limits to Growth paper. So if the head of Roche, the owner of the COVID test, is involved in shaping public policy as a member of the Club of Rome, then I wonder what type of agenda Roche is contributing to at the World Economic Forum. Right now, we're facing a man-made disaster of global scale. I've registered thousands of years. One of the agendas is having us all locked down to fight climate change. Head of Roche is also honorary chair at the Global Footprint Network, whose goal is to create a future where all humans can live well within the means of one world. If we don't take action, the collapse of our civilizations and the extinction of much of the natural world is on the horizon. The narrative is that we, the people, are causing the climate change with our gas-guzzling vehicles, our constant polluting of the air, and my personal favorite, the toxic CO2 that we emit from every breath we take. But the truth is, the conditions on this planet were created by various power structures over long periods of time. These different power structures control the energy production and the energy consumption of this entire planet. And they are the ones who are forcing me to put the gasoline into this vehicle. The energy industry is probably the biggest global industry of all. Oil, gas, and coal mining prospecting are huge, expensive operations. Vested interests are enormous. Even medium to large-scale use of more conventional technologies, such as the basic electric car running on conventional battery technology, seem to have been terminated as early as possible. And if you watch the film Who Killed the Electric Car, you'll see that story laid out in 50 minutes. Yet we're told that we're causing climate change. It's not like we're the ones who killed Stanley Meyer or all the other free energy inventors of the 21st century. Stan Meyer, dead. Bruce De Palma, dead. Wilhelm Reich, Ari M. De Geus. James Black, Dr. Eugene Malov, dead. The technology exists to make all of this obsolete, yet these power structures remain. The structures like this exist all over the planet. In fact, these power structures are the very same ones accusing us of causing climate change. So, how did this start? The Club of Rome was founded by David Rockefeller and a wealthy Italian industrialist who was interested in global modeling, Aurelio Pecce. 
Now, at the same time, with the help of this Italian industrialist, scientists from all over the world and every country got together to create an organization called the IIASA, the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis, also founded in 1972 in Austria. Uh, we've had the news flow surrounding Austria, of course. Austria announcing compulsory vaccinations from February the 1st and a nationwide lockdown. The government also says that it will enforce a vaccine mandate uh, for the entire country. Now, these are the most drastic measures so far in Europe, responding to uh, inefficient measures to reach out to unvaccinated people to get the vaccine. The problem that a lot of governments are dealing with, and particularly in Austria right now, is that they have not managed to convince people to get the vaccine. They don't believe in the vaccine or they don't believe in government and therefore they don't want to take it. Over the past two years, we've witnessed the transformation and creation of a technocracy. Technocracy, so this is measuring resources right down to the individual level. Something called stakeholder capitalism, which would shift businesses away from just profit. They made that disastrous PR decision, put that bill out that said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. <laughs> in other words, we will be in charge of everything. This is technocracy. technocracy. A system of government in which the decision makers are selected on the basis of their expertise or scientific knowledge. And there's a historical reason why I'm saying these specific words. A hundred years ago, French Freemason Marquise d'Albedre developed the term synarchy, the association of everyone with everyone else, into a political philosophy which proved influential in politics and the occult. Marquise viewed synarchy as the most ideal form of government, which gave an important role to secret societies who safeguarded the government from behind the scenes, a role that has been fulfilled throughout history, from the Rosicrucians and Knights Templars in medieval Europe to the Freemasonic lodges of modern America. A fraternal organization that originated in Europe. George Washington had been a Mason. The sitting president of the United States, Andrew Jackson, was a Mason. William Morgan decided he was going to publish all the deep, dark secrets. The Masons abducted Morgan. They took him to Niagara Falls, and he was never seen again. The first third party in American history. The anti-Mason party was not on the political scene very long. What it was was a revolt, basically, against the elite classes. Today, we live in a synarchy, a form of government where social, economic, and political power rests with a secret group of initiates. There is a group of people at the very, very upper echelon of the economic strata who do have a belief system which is very different from most of us. Aristocratic occultists who operate behind the scenes unknown to the public. Now, this is much different than an oligarchy where the elite is known or could be known by the public. Now, the Internet is full of truth seekers, researchers, whistleblowers, and filmmakers attempting to expose this hidden power. Most of these folks use a pronoun to describe this shadow government. They. They. They have created a repressive society, and we are their unwitting accomplices. 
They are safe as long as they are not discovered. Who's they? We've gotten used to hearing names like Bill Gates, Tony Fauci, China, Russia, the Jews, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. But how are these names popularized? If there is a hidden power operating in the shadows, then surely the culprits would not be so easily identifiable. In this next section, you're going to hear names that some of you have likely never heard before. This is Prince Carlo, Duke of Castro, head of the House of Bourbon II Sicilies, a member of Italian nobility and good pals with former President Donald Trump. He's also Grand Master of the Sacred Military Constantinian Order of St. George. Prince Carlo's nephew is Jean-Christophe Napoleon Bonaparte, and he works for Blackstone. Keep in mind that although these guys refer to themselves as princes and dukes, they are not royalty. The Italian government banned monarchies and exiled many of these family members. In 1946, the Kingdom of Italy ended. The last king of Italy never abdicated the throne and during his exile continued the traditions of the Savoy orders until his death in 1983. Vittorio Emmanuel, Prince of Naples, Duke of Savoy, who also likes to share his father's title, King of Italy. But again, he's neither a king nor a prince. But he is the descendant of the very powerful Savoy family. The Royal House of Savoy was Europe's longest reigning dynasty. The family's sovereignty dates back about 1,000 years. Its lineage extends through an unbroken succession of more than 40 counts, dukes, and kings. In 2005, the Savoy Foundation became a non-governmental organization and roster consultative status with the United Nations Economic and Social Council. This important role enables the foundation to participate in the medical, poverty relief, and educational work of the United Nations, and provides an excellent opportunity to form strategic alliances with the international philanthropic community with which the Savoy Orders are active. Vittorio Emmanuel. He's been kicked out of Italy and currently lives in Geneva, Switzerland. His Royal Highness Prince Victor Emmanuel of Savoy, who became then and remains today head of the Royal House of Savoy and Grand Master of its dynastic and hereditary orders of knighthood and merit, and runs the Sovereign Military Order of the Knights of Malta, as well as Grand Master of the Royal Order of Merit of the House of Savoy, and hereditary Grand Master of the Supreme Order of the Most Holy Annunciation and the Order of Saints Morris and Lazarus, the Prince also confers merit orders of the Royal House, the Civil Order of Savoy for Civil Merit, and the Order of Merit of Savoy. Who, by the way, was so impressed in 2001 with the performance of Rudy Giuliani that he was knighted not only by the House of Windsor, but the House of Savoy. What an honor it must have been to be given an award by someone charged and acquitted of racketeering, political corruption, conspiracy, exploitation of prostitution, and even murder. Yeah, this man got away with killing Dirk Hammer, the son of Reich Hammer, the creator of German New Medicine. 
Now, the murder of Hammer's son is not the only horrific crime Vittorio has gotten away with. He was also a member of the clandestine propaganda due Masonic Lodge, the state within a state responsible for high-level corruption and political manipulation. An Italian Masonic Lodge so shady that it was disowned by the regular Freemasons. P2 was implicated in numerous crimes and mysteries, including the collapse of the Vatican and Braziano Bank, and the Mafia carried out murder of Roberto Calvi, a.k.a. God's banker for the Vatican. In fact, the Vatican was a 10% shareholder in the bank. Calvi enjoyed a close working relationship with many high-ups in the church. In 1978, Banco Ambrosiano became embroiled in scandal. This would ultimately lead to the collapse of the bank and Calvi being convicted in 1981. He would leave Italy on a false passport. A postal worker crossing Blackfriars Bridge notices the body. The victim is identified as one Roberto Calvi. Was it P2? Roberto Calvi was a member of P2. P2 has been described as a shadow government, with several members being confirmed CIA agents, as well as prominent journalists, industrialists, military leaders, prime ministers, including that one, bankers, members of parliament, heads of intelligence services, you name it. The Parliamentary Commission of Inquiry concluded that P2 was a secret criminal organization operating in contravention of Article 18 of the Constitution of Italy to ban secret associations. Now, the European Court of Human Rights ruled that Italy is violating the rights of individuals by banning secret societies. Nevertheless, the Italian government wanted nothing to do with them or monarchies. Prince Victor Emmanuel continues a millennial family tradition of rewarding individuals for their achievements and service. At first, I thought it was strange that Giuliani would be knighted in Italy, especially considering his work against the Italian mafia. With an organized crime epidemic in the city, 1984 proved the perfect time for a bold prosecutor to re-enter New York and orchestrate his meteoric ascent to the top. He did it by enforcing the rules, although he didn't always play by them. Two of them, I know, will be able to post. Then I realized Giuliani is an Italian name. So is Cuomo, de Blasi, Gottlieb, Pelosi. There's a lot of politics. DeSantis, Pompeo, Papadopoulos, Garcetti, Cruz. McCarthy, Panetta, Podesta. In fact, Podesta was the name given to the highest level of government during the Middle Ages in Italy. Images from Italy are usually a window into the past, but recently its empty canals, tourist sites, and streets provided a startling glimpse of the future. Uh, and then I thought Italy was the first country after China that became overwhelmed when the pandemic started. In the weeks before the U.S. became the world's epicenter, the globe was keeping a close eye on Italy. pandemic hit Italy and the country went into lockdown, more than 200 high security inmates, including several mafia bosses, were released. Why? 
where more than 200 Mafia members released back into their homes. According to the Huffington Post, Italy's largest bank is now the Mafia. A highly sophisticated international criminal organization, Drangheta is one of the most dangerous criminal groups um, in the world. See, I didn't even realize that the Mafia was still so powerful or even still around for that matter. Things had changed drastically between then and 1990. The reminder that the old school organized crime families haven't vanished. They've just been forced to venture further into the murky underground. It was born here in Calabria, in the lands of southern Italy, but today lives in 32 countries around the world. The Ndrangheta is not an Italian folkloric phenomenon. It's a global threat. The Southern Faction, or what they call the Fourth Mafia, is called the Sacred United Crown, or Sacra Unida Corona. In March 2016, it was revealed that the Mafia had been working aggressively to establish itself in medical and pharmaceutical industries across Lombardy, which became Italy's COVID-19 ground zero, even dispatching cartel operatives and their relatives to qualify in medicine, nursing, and pharmacology. So in 2016, we see that this faction of the mafia in Italy was working hard to get its operatives and relatives involved in pharmacology and pharmaceuticals. Now you can find dozens of these headlines. Mafias are allegedly exploiting the chaos caused by the COVID-19 emergency to infiltrate even deeper into sectors they were already present. The Italian mafia made capital investments in the pharmaceutical and healthcare sectors at the same time that this man and these guys are coming into power. figure it out. How does this man's experience at the New York Port Authority 
qualify him to become ambassador to Italy. Now, this took me some time until I realized the answer is right in front of us. Who controls the ports? Who organized the union workers and controls the ports of New York? Who controls the union dock workers in Italy? Construction. The light flood of New York. It also gives transfusions of money and power to organize crime. In the construction industry in general, the mob controlled a lot of right. the construction trades in New York. If you're a developer, you kind of, it's hard to avoid them. And they control the cement uh, companies, the concrete companies. Mafia-connected companies received contracts from the Port Authority to clean up debris after 9-11. Anthony Fontanetta and Mark Jukovec were executives at the Port Authority and were both found guilty of racketeering and bribery involving millions in stolen cash from federal aid for ground zero cleanup. The Port Authority has a long history with organized crime. However, on 9-11, the Port Authority's records were destroyed because they were allegedly located in Building 7. Now, the owners of the construction company Peter Scalamandre and Sons were convicted of paying off members of the Lucchese crime family for labor racketeering prior to 9-11. Peter Scalamandre and Sons was later shut down working as subcontractors during the Ground Zero cleanup. You see, New York City business and politics has long been infiltrated by organized crime. The federal government has charged more than 40 people in a massive crackdown on political corruption and money laundering schemes. Most of the people are New Jersey politicians and public officials, as well as leaders of the Jewish communities in Deal and Brooklyn. New Jersey's corruption problem is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the nation. Corruption is not only pervasive, it has become ingrained in New Jersey's political culture. If you were a New Yorker, you understood that the mob was a very, very powerful force in the life of New York City. Essentially, it was almost as if the mafia was a separate government. So, was Trump connected to the mafia? He's a casino owner. I mean, you know, how many casino owners in the U.S.? haven't got links to control, you know, to, to crime. But have you ever uh, knowingly done business with what I like to call organized crime? <laughs> have they ever stopped well, by? I, I've really said... tried to stay away from them as much as Right. John Cody was a, a Teamsters leader whose uh, workers delivered cement to the construction sites. And so he was later convicted of racketeering and he had close relationships with Carlo Gambino and Paul Castellano, who were mafia leaders in New York. And, and Trump, you know, dealt with him directly. You know, growing up in New York and doing business in New York, I would say there might have been one of, you know, <laughs> one of those characters yeah. along the way, Tony Solano. He was the head of the Genovese crime family, which was the most powerful crime family in the city. And Fat Tony didn't just supply concrete to Donald Trump. The two men also shared a lawyer, Roy Cohn. Ken Shapiro, and he also worked with the Philadelphia mob and the mob boss at the time, Nicky Scarfo, who they called Little Nicky. And he and the other gentleman I just mentioned, Dan Sullivan, the teamster who knew Trump, owned a piece of property together. And uh, Trump needed it to build his first casino, so they leased it to him. It's almost like, you, you, how could you possibly own a casino unless you had links to organized crime? I have met on occasion a few of those sure. people. They happen to be very nice people. You just don't want to owe them money. Trump used the Gambino lawyer, Roy Kahn. Donald Trump, he said, you stand up to the establishment, and I come see it. The whole point was to resist. Never admit that you're wrong. Trump fell in love with that. When John Gotti walked into a bowl 
and shot a guy in the head. Roy managed to get Gotti off. We have Cones investigating homosexuals very aggressively. But he was the one who threw the good party. And there were rumors he was picking up male prostitutes. I was in his office when Nancy Reagan called and thanked him for getting her husband elected. Cohen looked at Donald Trump as a protege. Donald had the money, and Roy had the balls and the shrewdness. The Gambinos and Genovese's SMA construction company were used for Trump's buildings in Manhattan. Mr. Felix Sater. My life has been beyond interesting. Sater had an office in Trump Tower, a Trump email, and a business card listing him as a senior advisor to Trump. Steve Mnuchin, Gary Kahn, Steve Bannon, Anthony Saramucci, Dina Powell, all part of the Trump administration and all top executives for Goldman Sachs. Now, Trump was advised by Eric Prince and Joseph Smith, and they are both Vatican Roman Knights and former Blackwater executives. Now, Trump appointed Eric Prince's sister, Betsy DeVos, as the United States Secretary of Education. Trump's first wife, Ivana, was born to a member of the Czechoslovakian secret intelligence. She has been invited to White House dinners for decades, which she attended while she was still married to Trump. According to Wikipedia, Ivana Trump began dating Italian aristocrat Count Raffredo Gaetani del Aquilo de Argano Labatelli. Now, when you click on the link for this man's extremely long name, it takes you to this Wikipedia page. Gaetani, the name of an Italian noble family from the Papal States. Black nobility family members, such as the Gaetanis, the Bourbon II Sicily family, and the Orsini. The New York Times published this article, and they referred to him as Mr. Gaetani. Quote, he grew up in a palace in Rome. He earned a doctorate in political science. Mr. Gaetani, being of such a powerful old Italian family, can count two popes amongst his ancestors. She sure seems to be well-connected. They all seem to be in the same club. Is this why Giuliani was knighted by such a prestigious gangster? The Savoy Orders have a strong and growing presence in the Americas. Headquartered in New York City, the American delegation of Savoy Orders and its charitable arm support the charitable, cultural, and dynastic traditions of the Orders in North America, also directly supported through the International Association of Knights and Dames of the Savoy Orders in Switzerland. The American delegation of Savoy Orders is administered by a delegate who is appointed by the Grand Master, His Royal Highness Prince Victor Emmanuel of Savoy. The Italian Constitution required all male members of the House of Savoy to leave Italy and barred them from ever returning to Italian soil again. So these criminals cross the border and they settle on the lake. Ah, Switzerland. It's quite fitting that Vittorio would end up in Switzerland, considering it was his ancestors who founded the beautiful country. Whose ancestral rule began in the area where today France, Italy, and Switzerland come together in the vicinity of Lake Geneva, and then gradually expanded over the Savoy dynasty's 1,000-year history into the modern Italian state. Today, the knights and dames of the Savoy orders are represented by over 40 national and regional delegations throughout the world. Worldwide administration of the orders is directed by the princes Grand Master and by the Grand Chancellor from their headquarters offices at the Chancellery in Geneva, Switzerland. Although the exact history of Switzerland is a bit shady and there is some speculation that the Knights Templars settled here. 
However, Swiss nobility and the House of Savoy were certainly an influence in the founding of this country. Now, this is when a light bulb went off. What do all of these corporations and organizations have in common? They are all located in Switzerland. A neutral peacekeeping country known for its banking secrecy, full of exiled monarchs and notorious criminals. This 2006 article explains how Geneva is the capital of globalization. According to the government department responsible for promoting Switzerland's image abroad, Geneva is a vital element in the country's international marketing strategy. We want to develop an image of a modern, forward-looking country rather than relying on stereotypes such as mountains and chocolates. Geneva is a perfect example for us. And to convince people, you only need to remind them that the World Wide Web was first developed at the nuclear research facility CERN in Geneva in the 90s. Geneva started to take on a new role as a testing ground for globalization issues. Every year, the World Economic Forum organizes a meeting of global leaders, business figures, politicians, and intellectuals in Switzerland. Switzerland is also the seat of the guardian of the free market, the World Trade Organization, and its social counterpart, the International Labor Organization, as well as the World Intellectual Property Organization, which deals with trademarks for companies worldwide. There is a single cohesive global public-private partnership that oversees the entire system, and that's taken the form of global governance. This is a laboratory for world governance. It is here that a new partnership is being forged between states, the private sector, and civil society. The idea of compartmentalized hierarchical authority, structure. Geneva has become an international focal point for health issues. Switzerland needs to encourage these new collaborations between the private sector, NGOs, universities, and the state. This can also be done politically. There is a political organization, a policy organization, I would say, called the Global Public-Private Partnership. It should create a suitable working environment for the new bodies that emerge from these partnerships. And that's exactly what happened. Global governance. A way of managing the whole of the world through, through a process called global governance. Switzerland is also home to the Club of Rome. According to the Club of Rome website, Andre Hoffman is also on the board of trustees at the World Economic Forum and the Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. The Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is bringing together digital, physical, and biological systems. We've got a new idea, a new system. People have called that the New World Order or whatever. A new system that they want to sell to us. So how are they going to get us to believe in it? One of the features of the fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The technological aspect of that is easy. You know, there are already AI algorithms on the earth that can manage just infinitely complex systems right down to the individual level. Our bodies will be so high tech, we won't be able to really distinguish between what's natural and what's artificial. But it's not a problem to manage it, technologically speaking. Their problem is getting us to go along with it. The technology exists, but how do we get it and implement it? So here we have the shareholder of the COVID test 
gathering ideas from the Club of Rome, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Chatham House, Think Tank, and many other shady organizations, and meeting with other heads of his family-owned company to then share these ideas as agenda contributors to the World Economic Forum in Davos. All the while, our FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, was getting paid by the same guys and even being advised by the head of regulatory policy at Roche in Washington, D.C. Now, the ideas gathered at the club and shared at the forum eventually become law. They eventually become public policy. It's now time to turn this agreement into policies and action, into laws and budget lines. The Club of Rome wrote an open letter to global leaders, urging them to implement the Planetary Emergency Declaration and Plan, which supports lockdowns and other measures to combat global warming and climate change. A, quote, green reboot after the pandemic. All 193 UN member states adopt the 23rd Agenda for Sustainable Development. But that's part of Agenda 21, which is a plan for the entire century, Sustainable Development Goals. When we realize what sustainable development is really about, we are going to go absolutely mental. We went, that, that there will be a, a push for a global revolution. Mm-hmm. People will realize, hang on, they're taking everything. Presidents, prime ministers, and other high-level representatives from around the world gathered at the UN headquarters in New York for a high-level debate on achieving the SDGs. Mm-hmm. This is a business model on a global scale. As previously mentioned, even back in 2006, Switzerland was leading the way in creating the global public-private partnerships of today. Global public-private partnership, which is a global for want of an expression, new world order. Like there has been a lot of kind of almost global level power centralized in Switzerland for hundreds of years. Switzerland. Something kind of clicked with me is with Switzerland and being a neutral state and all these international, I was like, whoa. whoa. And no one talks about it ever. We, no one talks about Switzerland ever. International banking and high finance. My name is Andre Kudelski. I'm chairman and CEO of the Kudelski Group. Mr. Kudelski is also on the steering committee for the Bilderberg Group. I cannot comment on uh, a Bilderberg conference. The secrecy surrounding the Bilderberg Group gives rise to conspiracy theories. Are you plotting a new world order? Certainly not. No? A one world government? <laughs> what an idea. What an idea. They're also famously neutral. Which dictates that the country is not to be involved in armed conflicts between other states. However, they are armed in order to ensure internal security and promote peace. First, we're going to come destroy everything. But now, hey, hey, come on, let's keep peace. Huh? Yeah. Let's keep the peace, guys. Please welcome newly appointed United Nations Messenger of Peace, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. It's easy to sit on your high horse and to be all about peace and prosperity and common sense for the greater good when you have already taken what you need, you know? They came and took that shit. Then they were like, all right, now we've got to stop making our hands dirty. We're no longer going to use a gun. We're going to start using fucking loans and, and investments and, and, you know, banks. The Switzerland of supranational organizations, the UN, the World Trade Organization, the WHO, Gavi, the World Economic Forum, Davos, CERN. Definitely, you're on for something. I mean, where's the Bank of International Settlements? 
that was one of my questions for you. The, the Bank of International Settlements is the central bank of central banks. So commercial banks, high street banks, they bank with a central bank. So in America, this would be done by a Federal Reserve Bank. In the UK, we've got the Bank of England. So the Bank of International Settlements is the central bank of central banks. And that is based in Basel in Switzerland. There's levels to this shit, and they know there's levels to this shit, and they're playing a different game. Uh, they're playing a different game. They're playing at a different level, and they figured out that perception is so important. So they all wear suits. They're living in this country with all these mountains and nature, so it, all, like, it already kind of resembles like decency. What would the world be without our famous Swiss cheese? They just figured out, like, you know what? All we have to do is put on our suits every day, wear our Rolexes, you know, make sure that our hair is nice and slick, and just continue to commit our crimes on the highest level. Now, this got me interested in learning more about how the government of Switzerland operates. This is the temple of politicians. Nobody is safe from the temptations of power. The National Council of Switzerland is the largest house of the Swiss legislature. It has 200 members, and aside from its regular sessions and special situations, such as political crises, wars, etc., they convene what they call extraordinary sessions. To date, there have been eight extraordinary sessions, including the response to the Chernobyl incident, the financing of Swiss Air, which included the 1998 crash of Flight 111 and the stolen gold aboard uh, this crash. All right, all right, people, what's happening tonight? We are in the building for another episode of Hot Damn Politics. You know what it is. It's Nefertiti surviving the game. We're going to get it in tonight. we got a lot to go over, you know, so no longer. I'm, I'm going to shut up, and we're going to go ahead. We're going to do the intro. You know how we do it. We're going to get this show started. As I tell you, we got a lot. It's been, I, I've been um, absent for two weeks, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to make that make up for that tonight. How about that? All right? Let's get it. <laughs> WGHU Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. O queen of the two lands, Nefertiti, Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. 
if only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people. And if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti. What's happening, everybody? You are tuned in to Hot Damn Politics. You're on Nefertiti Survivor the Game. It's still WGAG Radio all day, every day. You know, that's just what it is. I want to say what's up to everybody that's in the building, everybody that's on the call line, everybody that's in both chat rooms, everybody that's in the mansion, and everybody that's still hanging out in the after party. Let me say what's up to folks in the after party. I see She-Doc is over there. What's going on, She-Doc? I see Ethereum Forever is over there in the building. I also see Sister Zena over there. I see Mushmouse over there. 
Let's head over into the mansion. Who all hanging out in the mansion right now? Ariska Gal, my girl Ariska Gal, 2020 is in the building. What's happening, Arish? We got Boss Lady in the building. What's going on with you, Boss Lady? Bar L. What's happening with you? Bar L is also over there in the big mansion over there in Discord. What's happening? Newbie Rahwi 9. Rahu Bat Ultra. He's also in the building. Who else is hanging out over there? Miss Danny. Miss Danny. What's happening, Miss Danny? Make sure you go ahead and mute your mic over there. Make sure everybody has their mics muted over there in um, in Discord, so that way you don't get feedback. You know, you don't um, hear my mic being played through somebody else's um, through somebody else's sound. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you got to do. You you have to personally. If they if they don't do it themselves, then you have to do it. Miss Hudson is also in the building. What's going on with you, Miss Hudson? Yes, indeed. Who else is over there? I said, and of course, the one and only Don Nicoleon. What's going on with you, Don? Yes, yes. So we got a lot to we got a lot to talk about tonight. We still doing behold the pale horses. It's been a while. But we still got to tap in, and I think it's, it's so relevant right now because it, where we left off was talking about these executive orders. So, we, you know, we got to continue to talk about the executive orders that have been going on in this country uh, with very little, little fanfare. Nobody's really talking about them. They ain't talking about these um, these goddamn uh, situations with these executive orders that's going on. I gotta, I'll forget in that general thing, in the general room. I forget about the general room because there's people over there too. I don't even know if they can um, hear in general. I don't know, but I see um, Calico TZ is over there um, and uh, Young Kai is over there, but I don't even know if they can hear. I don't know how that works. I don't really hang out in the general room, so I, that I, I, I really wouldn't know. Okay, so Hold on one second, y'all. Give me one second. We gonna better take this quick, quick, quick um little break, real quick. A little commercial. Let me play this little commercial for you, and then we can get back started. Let's hear a little Michael Jordan. This has been so long since we heard this. Look at the air. Look at the People always debated who's the greatest player of all time. Dumb question. It should be who's the greatest team of all time. WGAG Radio. Sorry, Showtime. WGAG Radio. Back to back. WGAG Radio. First three P. WGAG Radio. Even with the flu. WGAG Radio. No push off. WGAG Radio. And my favorite. Radio. Tough to beat that. What? You think there's someone else? All right, all right, all right. Okay, cool, cool. We bet. All right, so we got a lot to build on. Like I said, we're going to talk about some of the current events that's happening, and then we're going to tap into um, some of the other stuff. That, you know, they just don't report. So we report what it is that they don't be talking about, what they're not trying to 
tell everybody what the hell's going on around the world because it ain't just about America. It's, it's about what's happening in the world and what's going to actually come to the doorstep of America that's already happening in Europe. And that's some of the stuff that's um, happening right now. So we're going to talk about some of that right now. But look, let me, let me, let me tell you about this. Let me, let me tell you about this right here. This is what's happening. They are starting to normalize people dying. And what I mean, what I mean by that is, remember how they have SIDS? You know, you know how they got SIDS, sudden infant syndrome. You know, remember SIDS, how to, uh, sudden infant death, right? Y'all remember SIDS? Well, they they got something new. It's not SIDS anymore. It's not sudden infant death. Now it's SADS. Yes, SADS. Sudden adult. Deaths, okay. That's what they got going on today. Yeah, can you can you picture that? Can y'all can y'all get that? They got they got sad. Sudden. Here it is right here. Let me. I'm gonna put this on the um. I'm put this on the screen over there in Discord. You can look at my um. You can go ahead and look at my situation over there. Okay. Get me. Um. So here you go right here. Can y'all see this over here? Can can y'all see the um Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. Fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians. Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other. Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact statement tonight, the Talking Points memo. Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. We ain't niggas gonna hold me back. These niggas gonna hold me back. The Brain Trust Panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust Panel. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. Hot damn politics. Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Only on WGAG Radio. All right, y'all, my call dropped. That was weird. Went to the Verizon. was like, Verizon, can I complete this call? You know, as soon as I said that, um, look, so where did I leave off? Remember I was saying over a year ago that there was going to be some kind of explanation. They were going to try to explain away what was happening out here with people and their medical conditions and people getting ill and people passing on. I told y'all they was getting ready to set that whole thing up, right? So here it is. Now they created it. It's called, it's, it's called SAD, sudden adult deaths, okay? <laughs> sudden adult deaths. 
no explanation, no nothing, none of that. But let me remind you, remember this? I would play this every month. I would play this once a month to keep keep us informed or reminded about what we were going to start seeing out here. And here you go. I mean, let me play it for you again. This is it's just a short little, um, it's just a short little thing. Where is it at? Where is it at? Maybe it's on my other one. Um, where the doctor comes out and says this. And I said, I'm playing this every month until someone actually says something about this. Here, here we go. Where is he at? Here we go. Let me play it for us. My sound going in and out? I think we should be respectful of each other. Here we go. I don't know. Y'all got to let me know how clear it is. You got you to gotta let me know how how um, clear this stuff is, how clear my sound is. All right. But look, I told you that this shit was coming. And here it is. This is always going to be a stark reminder of what we're starting to witness out here with people dropping like fucking flies. Told you heart attacks is going to be um, – that mitocarditis, they just gonna they gonna plane it away, right? I have a reverb. Hmm. Let me see. A repeat again. If you have a, if I have a repeat, hold on one second. Let me see. How about now? Is that reverb gone? How about now? Let me know at bar L. Let me know if you hear that reverb, or or is it gone? Okay, cool. Then I was on my end. Um, play. I had um Don's part on. Um, you still hear it? Bar said he still hear it. How many people still hear a reverb when I when I'm talking? Yeah. Every like I said, everybody. Don has the only active mic going on in the mansion outside of myself, so you have to make sure that you mute her mic on your end so you don't um, hear, you know, the two, the two audios coming out, all right? So, look, so I told you that she was going to start having all these sudden heart attacks, right? So to put a frame on the heart attacks and the, the uh, pulmonary embolisms and the thrombosis and all these shits that are that are starting to take hold, they created SAD. And what I'm saying is this is not even, like, nobody is challenging this shit. Where are the medical folks who are saying SAD? You just created this shit out of thin air. Sudden adult deaths with no no explanation, boss lady, no nothing. But we know. We know what the fuck is happening out here. We know what we're witnessing. We already knew what these jazz was going to do. And they're going to take, they're going to start taking hold. Everybody who fucked around and did it is going to take a different effect. It's going to take a different effect. It's not going to affect everybody in the same manner, and it ain't going to affect everybody at the same time. Right? You understand, this is, this is a nanotechnology that is fucking with these people's genetic sequences, right? 
is fucking with the human genome. So whatever these people have pre being predisposably, you know, pre you know, disposed upon, whatever was you know what I'm saying? You know how we all have like these benign cancerous cells in our body? We have all kind of bacteria, good and bad, in our body. So there is no no telling this shit is doing to their bodies, right? So this is why I play this clip at least once a month. I try to play it once a month, right? Absolutely, a movie, any of that pre-existing conditions, and even just the genetic shit, like, again, that shit that's buried within the DNA. You know what I'm saying? Whatever people are pre-exposed, you know, predisposed to, whatever kind of uh, gene expression that they have that's been activated by some shit that they've allowed to be injected into their body. That shit is, is wild, right? But here we go. I'm going to play this, this clip by Dr. Um, Sean Brooks. Like I said, I play it once a month cause, so we can keep this in the, in the forefront of our mind as we're seeing people pass away. And they got, and they're calling it sudden adult deaths. Sad. Sudden, sudden adult, adult, sudden adult death syndrome. Sad. That person. Brother. Well, well, newbie, one second. They're not. They're not going to let us know that, Luby. You know they're not going to just outright say that shit. They're, they're not going to proclaim that at all. That's why they had to give it a name. That's why they had to come up with SADS. Because they're not going to say it's mainly in the vax. They're not even going to take that tally. They're not even going to, I mean, they're going to have statistics on it, but they're going to keep it to themselves. They won't release it. That shit going to be done all internally. So they'll know. I, 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 I feel you, Doobie. I overstand. Overstand, dog. I overstand. Here we go. My name is Dr. Sean Brooks, Ph.D., um, Oxford. I have 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs ever under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it, and he says don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have taken it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years. For three. Now we got to pay attention. He said three months, three to six months, three to five years. Um, we are approximately how, what, a year and a half in since the first jabs went out? When did they go out? In um, April of 2021? No, they went out in, uh, they were made available what? I want to say in January, February maybe? It was in February of 2021 when it was made to the general public? I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I would have to go look it up. But I know it's somewhere around there. Okay? Let's hear that again. Take it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years. 
for three reasons. Number one, you've dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35 now. If you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. You take a flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. Antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody. Antibody dependency. All right. Now, they can now, they are literally telling people right now to get ready to take your booster and a flu shot. Oh, by the, by the way, all shots from here now on out, any type of shot that you get is delivered through mRNA technology. Any shot that you receive, the deliverance of whatever is in the vial is being delivered by mRNA technology. This is what the last executive order two weeks ago that we introduced, that we brought to the show that was talking about, that was basically given the rights um, for biotech companies and other healthcare organizations and agencies within the federal government to streamline any type of new technology and or medicines to streamline it. So that means that what did they what did they do without even telling the people? They have lowered the standard of what you know what it takes to get things passed. They've lowered it. It was a usually it was usually a high threshold to bring medicines, new medicines to the market. It took years to to get medicines to the market, years. But how they they flipped this this shit on his head, now everything is streamlined. Everything is sped up. And they did it. And then when you read the the executive order, it it is basically saying because we're now going to have these pandemics and shit like this, we we have to have something on the books that will, um, will basically legitimize how we're rushing shit to the market. Not to mention this new booster, y'all. This new booster ain't even been tested. It ain't been tested. Fuck, it's going to be rushing to take that shit. If you don't believe me, you can go check it out for yourself. I can pull it up. They admitted that it's had very little testing because they're basically saying it's the same formula, and they're getting they're getting away with doing no testing by saying, well, we just tweaked a little bit here and there, so there's really no no testing needed. This is why they signed the executive order. So now they got cover. They have political. They have political and um, legal covering with this executive order. They claiming it's stronger. Yeah. Well, you know. And they, like I said, they doubling up with these folks. They telling them, take that and take your flu shot. Let's go back to um, Dr. Sean Brooks real quick. You take flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. Antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody who has taken them. Unless, of course, you've taken a placebo, but there's no way that you would know that. So given that fact, antibody-dependent enhancement tricks the entire body into believing that the cell that's eating the pathogen is eating it when it isn't. 
it ends up leading to what's called a cytokine storm, which causes organ failure. That will cause your death, and there's no stopping that. No amount of drugs will stop that. The third thing, blood clotting. Everyone who has taken the jab is blood clotting. If you don't believe me, there's a way you can find out. Take what's called a D-dimer test. What that does is that detects blood clotting at the microscopic level. And you see, that's what's really happening. It is the, it's the clotting of the blood. This is why you see the uptick in heart attacks, pulmonary embolisms, and uh, um, thrombosis. All this shit is all connected to the blood clotting. Some people, there's been, um, I, I, I'll pull out a, um, a clip for you a little bit later by um, a medical examiner who is starting to take statistics on the amount of blood clots they are removing from the dead. Just large clots being taken out. Okay. Let's finish that clip. We're cutting full blood clots out of people right now. As I'm talking to you, millions have died from the jabs. And you're so I got the I have the the person who's actually cutting. Like I said, I got the um the medical doctor who's actually who was starting to take statistics on it. Who have been doing all these examinations. Like he said, I'm going to pull that up for you. He's going to show you. He's going to show you his research that he's done, right? Because you need the research to have visual evidence, and how no medical um, institute or agency wants to take on his research. Your last meeting, you advocated for people to take the jabs potentially in the future, along with wearing masks. I heard parents say the same thing. So to the parents are actually considering jabbing their own children. You're going to sterilize them permanently. People who have taken the jabs are sterilized. 80% of women who have been jabbed have lost their children in the first trimester. You can't have kids. You've also injected yourself with the equivalent of HIV. You can now no longer breastfeed, donate blood, donate organs, donate blood plasma, nor bone marrow. If you don't believe me, try to donate blood and blood plasma and find out what happens. You will be denied. Unless, of course, you live in California, in which case they're allowing people to donate toxic blood with spike proteins in it. The jabs create spike proteins. They're in the jabs themselves. And they create it by snapping your RNA in half. You are no longer a human anymore. You are something else. And you are susceptible to countless diseases. Now, here's what's going to happen in the future very quickly. We have 15 seconds. Great. I don't know what percentage of your staff has taken the jabs, but your school is going to close. You will not stay open. You will close because they will fall ill and they will die. That will happen in all of your buildings. It will ha it's already happening. All right, thank you, sir. I'm, I bet it is. Thanks. It's already happening. Sir. Good luck. Nothing can stop the thank you, sir. Say good luck with that because nothing can stop it. Now, here you go. On top of that, see, last week, la literally last Tuesday, CDC releases this report. 
Y'all ready? Is y'all ready? <clears throat> Here you go. Check out my screen so you can see it for yourself. Here we go. This is shit we already knew. You know that we knew, but they're just—it's a confirmation. They're just bringing it to life for all the dummies. Well, here it is: COVID nineteen vaccine mRNA now found in breast milk. We already knew that. Any woman who was going to inject herself with that bullshit—you—you—how could you not know that you were going to pass that down to your child? We know as women, we give antibodies to our children through our breast milk. We provide the antibodies through our breast milk. You understand what this is what we do. This is why I never have vaccinated my children. Why the fuck would I? Why would I ever when I know that I'm providing antibodies to my child? Why the fuck would I shoot them up with anything? How could any woman have taken any woman, any pregnant woman, have taken that shit? Yes. I love how they talk about it. And a small but groundbreaking study. See how they try to minimize You see how they trivialize it? In a small but groundbreaking study. Okay, always is always the language, baby. It's always it's always the language they use because they don't want to sound too many alarms. So they say, "Oh, it's just small." No, in a groundbreaking study, um, has been released at the Journal of American uh, American Medical Association Pediatrics, demonstrating that trace amounts of COVID nineteen vaccine mRNA were found in breast milk of lactating women. As soon as an hour after the vaccine, God damn, an hour? As soon as an hour after they take the shot, how fast is that shit moving through their bodies? That was the point of um, creating the mRNA delivery system with nanotechnology. Look how fast that shit moves through the body. An hour. One hour. Sixty minutes. What was they telling them people on the television screen? What was they telling them dummies through the television screen? Oh, it doesn't travel. It just goes, it, it, it doesn't go any further than the site of where the injection was. That's what they was telling them. This is what they got on television and told these dummies. But now you got studies that are saying that shit come through, is going throughout the body and coming out of a woman's breast within an hour. 60 fucking minutes of taking that shot. That's how fast it is. That's how fast it's traveling through the entire lymph system. Think about that shit. That's wild as fuck. So the study was conducted from February to October 2021, initially reported as of February to October in 2020. They didn't even tell these people. They've been holding on to the information bar L for two years. 
They knew it two years ago. Of course they knew it two years ago. All oh, this shit is by design, baby. They ain't by no, by no luck. Ain't by no chance. It ain't no oops. They knew exactly what the fuck was going to happen and what was going to be the outcome of it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's uh, what, what Don say. That's um, option number one. <laughs> option number one is to get as many people up out of here as possible. So if it does create, so if it does further sterilize, it's going to sterilize a percentage. It ain't going to stare. I don't think it's going to sterilize every single individual who took that thing. But again, like I was saying, people who have a, a, a particular type of um, expression in their genes, it's going that shit is going to have an effect to make them sterile. I don't think it's going to make every single person who took it sterile, but I think it's going to be a percentage, and they know there's going to be a percentage of people who will then become sterilized through, you know, taking a shot. And if it's passed through the child, will that child now become sterile or never be able to conceive? Because we know they think humans are the plight of the planet. We know we know the elites don't they don't want people to keep um, populating. This is why they fight so hard for abortion. You got to watch this documentary. I mean, this movie, man, from 1930-something. Um, what was it called? Um, the Something Children. It's a 1930s movie. Maybe um, it's only an hour. I think I'll play it next Wednesday. I'm going to play it next Wednesday um, for the first hour of the show. Um, but it, it's basically explaining why they why they want sterilization and why they want abortions. Because they want to have the world rid of particular genes, certain people's genes, certain shit, and they're going to use, before I get off on another tangent, and they're going to use behavioral science to justify it. Because that's really what I see when I look at all the shit that's going on out here every day, the, the, the amount of people who are flipping the fuck out, having all these psychotic episodes, these mentally psychotic episodes, attacking people on trains randomly, um, stomping people out, shanking, all this shit that has happened that, that is like, you know what I'm saying? You can see this escalation, and now they're going to call these people deranged and the mentally ill, right? So what do you do with the mentally ill? You sterilize them. You make sure the people who have mental um, mental illness or anything are not able to procreate. So think about what they will be doing to people who they who they deem. Check it out. Who they deem inherently violent. They gonna sterilize their asses too, because they want to clean up the human race. Not to mention again. Come on now, think about this. If you Look at the fucking executive order that they wrote two weeks ago into law where it clearly stated and we read on the show that they have the ability to change the gene like the circuitry of a chip, the cell. They liken the cell, the human cells, the cells of a human being, and their ability to change the circuitry of of like a computer. They have now been green-lighted to do it with no fanfare, with nobody, no public debate, none of that shit. 
You understand me? When they when they when they are bringing things to the to the table on that level, it usually is done through Congress where they're able to debate a situation and talk about it. This motherfucker just did with the stroke of a pen. That shit is in full effect, baby. No congressional hearings, none of that shit. Nobody has to answer for a fucking thing. Nobody has to answer for nothing. It is just done, so be it. So when they start saying, so when they start seeing these people who out here in public who they deem inherently violent, and these people got kids and shit like that already out here, what is stopping this government from doing something so tyrannical as to force sterilization and then put that shit on your children and then anybody else who's in your family because they see it as a genetic fucking, um, a, you know, a, like a genetic disease. This is what the, this is what America did before the Nazis. Americans did this before the Nazis. The Nazis got it from America. They have you thinking that was a Nazi thing in the 1930s and 1940s. No, that was something that was done in America in the early um, 1900s and all the way up until the 1930s until they exported that shit out to Germany. All right? They said they have found that for every, oh, they said for every 11 lactating women, five of them received, it said, mm, let me read this. This study was conducted on February, from February to um, October 20th, initially reported, oh, so they changed the date. Oh, you get it? They they changed the date up on when they said they started this shit because they don't want to look too bad. They said, uh, or it was originally reported that they started it from February to October of 2020. Then they made a correction and said, oh, no, it was really 2021. Well, how do you get a whole year mixed up? But anyway, <laughs> like, but anyway, how do you get a whole year mixed up? You don't know if it was 2020 or 2021, right? But they, that's what they said. It said, and including only 11 lactating women, five of whom received the Moderna vaccine, six of whom re, um, received the Pfizer. The comparison has made between these pre-vaccinated breast milk, the control group, and the post-vaccine breast milk. This is the whole article. I'm trying to get the whole thing. Here it is, y'all. Here's the study. Here's the case right here. ooh Oh, and they got the delivery mode. Oh, shit. Let's look at the ages. All right? You know they're not going to do no big – I tell you why they're not doing no big sample of people. They only wanted to do a very small size sample because if you do a large-scale study, like with a 1,000 women and shit like that, the, the alarm, the cat is out of the bag. The cat, is, the cat is out of the bag. Really, you create such a small sample size or something like that so it can actually be debunked, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Why would you only do 11 women? Well, you know millions of bitches took that damn vaccine and millions of pregnant women took it. Why would you only test 11? All right. So here we go. Here are the 11 participants right here. Let me blow this up for y'all. I can see it. Okay. Here we go. Here's the 11. Here's the ages. 33, 33, 35, 34, 
They did all white women, one black, one Asian. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven vaginal deliveries, and then four by cesarean. Okay? And what did they find? For those keeping score, that's 45%, nearly half of the women in the group. The mRNA was detected in the breast milk as early as one hour after vaccination. And at least, and at, um, and at, uh, and as a late as 45 hours. So early as an hour and as late as 45 hours after vaccination. Okay. Of course, given the limited sample size, this doesn't mean that the COVID-19 vaccine mRNA is present in breast milk um, after 45. See, see. This shit, they so predictable. See, I told you that's why they did a small sample size. So they can then, in the same article, try to debunk the information. That's why they did such a small sample size. Okay. That's, that goes to the, um, the saying, how to lie with statistics. How do you lie? Right? I said, wow. Well, okay. Where was that at? So. That, that's what you got on that. Let's get back to the sudden death. Here we go. Oh, let me pull that up. Where'd it go? Okay. Sudden SAD stands for sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. That's what it. That's what it stands for. Sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. Um, it says according to the British Heart Association. There are about 500 cases of SADs in the U.K. each year. The British Office for National Statistics, just told you they can lie with statistics, on the other hand, have far fewer, only 128. So um, they've been, they've been uh, actually, so this has been around for a while. While data on SADs incidents from 2021 to 2022 are hard to come by. Incidents have apparently risen significantly enough to cause concern in certain in some countries. Both the pandemics, before the pandemic, SAD was an acronym for sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, which was rare and which is scant research on it, except to mention that it is accounted for for about thirty percent of unexpected cardiac cardiac deaths among young people. But today, it's no longer rare. And SADS is virtually on steroids as the number of sudden deaths in young adults piled up around the world. The numbers are so concerning that in Australia, for example, the the Melbourne Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute is setting up a new SADS registry to gain more information. They had to create, they had to take up a whole new registry to get that shit on and popping. There's so many people just popping up, just dropping, just dropping. So according to the spokesperson, there are approximately 750 SADS cases per year in Australia. In the U.S., the average annual death toll of SADS is around 4,000. Since the rollout of the COVID-19 jabs, the news has been caught full of reports of young healthy, and often athletic people dying for no reason at all. And doctors claim to be baffled by it. Doctors and scientists um, in Australia 
are even urging everyone under the age of 40 to get their hearts checked, even if they're healthy and fit. Hundreds of athletes have died and collapsed post-jab. And the, and the reason why I remember we talked about this when it, was, when it was kind of popping off, and I said the reason why athletes are happening because um, I think it's because of the bio, uh, natural um, electric bodies, right? We're, we're electric, right? We have this electricity that's running through our body and how the um, heart reacts to the level of electricity in our body, meaning how, how you're moving, right? When somebody's heart stops, what do they do? They jolt them. They hit them. When somebody's heart stops, right? Well, the body naturally generates that kind of level of high, you know, electricity when you're active, when you're running and shit like that, working out, playing sports, you know what I'm saying? That shit is revved up. So to me, it was, it's no... It's not no surprising. It's not surprising that athletes are are dying or falling out because of this shit at a high high rate and having these you know cardiac going into cardiac arrest. They said over 769 athletes have suffered cardiac arrest, either collapsed and or have died worldwide. Um, the FIFA um, among FIFA adults, sudden deaths have increased. Check this out: 420 percent. In 2021, 420%. If anything was to rise <laughs> that fast, there would be an investigation on it in the medical field. It would be, it would be a full-on investigation if something was to increase that rapidly, 420% within a year. Okay? That shit is wild. So we already knew what that shit was going, what was going to happen. And so... To make sure that you get people in line, certain states, like we already know, always set the precedent of what they want to roll out nationally. So we spoke about this again, but just to tap in on it one more time, California has created, matter of fact, it passed the state Senate. It is on the desk of Gavin Newsom. He has yet to sign it. He's too late to veto it, so we know he's going to sign it. It's only a matter of of when, not if he's going to sign it, but when is he going to sign it. And what he is signing is basically telling California doctors that you cannot tell your patients um, anything that goes outside of the basic standard guidelines of what they deem, you know, what they say about a vaccine. They're saying doctors cannot go outside of what has already been put, put out there. Now, you tell me that isn't medical. That's not medical fascism. Doctors don't have the right to tell their patients, ah, you may not, you probably don't even need this. You don't really need this. Or can tell them the actual dangers, pros and cons. If you don't get the pros and cons of a thing, then you do not have informed consent. That's what informed consent means. That means I know full disclosure, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So now you got the state of California saying, nah, motherfucker, you can't say none of that. You can't go outside of what we deem is the truth, is the answer. So when you got that, so when you have things like that, right, and saying if they do shit like that, they can lose their medical license. So that's a threat. 
So you're threatening people's livelihood because they might question or actually tell their patient, you might not want to do this. It may not be the best thing for you. Well, the first thing that a, a doctor takes is a Hippocratic oath to do no harm. So just on, on a state law like that, they're already going to break, they're going to be breaking their oath right off the jump, as far as I'm concerned. You're breaking your oath right then and there. But see, I don't know if doctors have the liability of, say, you know, clearly of the state, which they don't. So California rolls shit out like this, and it's going to, it's going to, I think seven, like 18 states have already started drafting bills very similar. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the kind of shit that they do. Well, we at the 11 o'clock hour for my fam out there on the um, on the East Coast. I hope everybody's doing well, man. All the Floridians, um, Ninurta, Boss Lady, Don, everybody is continuing to do well for what the shit that's going on out there. I saw I saw some of the photos, man. There's some of that shit that's happening. You know, like Fort, was that Fort Myers? Whatever it's called, Fort Myers. Like that shit is wild. What's happening out there? What that looked like out there? It, it's completely wild. All to see all them bridges and all them roads underwater. That shit is wild. I really be wild. I really, I really feel like they might have thrown thrown the switch on the weather machine for Florida. <laughs> but we know they can, they can control the weather. Even though we know hurricane season is a seasonal thing out there in Florida, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't put nothing past these um, these demonic folks. So, well, let's go into this. I got this for you, too. <clears throat> because of the Re- Inflation Reduction Act, which does not get rid of inflation, I'm always going to say that every time we talk about that shit. It doesn't get rid of any type of inflation at all. But it was the introduction that they had to put in place so they can roll out some of these uh, World Economic Forum, uh, the Great Reset policies. Well, here you go. NASA, all right, first I'm going to take you here. No. I'm gonna take you here. What do you, what these fools want to do next is create and have climate lockdowns because of they're going to create this hysteria with this climate shit. We already knew that that, that was coming, but now it's here. So if you listen to any of these mainstream medias and you hear how they're talking about this hurricane that just hit Florida, they're already talking that shit. The whole, you know, it's going to be all these um, storms are going to be stronger and stronger, and how can we stop it? You can't stop that shit by putting people in the house and saying we need to, just going to help the ozone layer, whatever the fuck, you know, it's, it's just such bullshit. But people are going to bite on it. Because you got shit like this. You got global climate change, vital signs of the planet. This is done by, by NASA. In brief, when lockdowns, when lockdowns during the coronavirus pandemic cut local nitrogen oxide emissions, the effect on ozone pollution, pollution was global and unexpectedly rapid. So they're going to feed people that bullshit. They're going to feed people that bullshit, that the less you travel, 
the less you're in your car, the less you're out and about, the better shit is going to get for the planet. This is why they really want these goddamn electrical cars and everything else. The electric, the, the flipping over to green energy allows them to have complete control of things. Because remember we talked about that fucking uh, social credit scores? Many thought that that shit was fake. They thought, ah, it couldn't happen. They ain't going to do no shit like that. They're not going to do anything like that. Yeah, hey, hey, newbie, carbon credits, absolutely. They're selling carbon credits already, quiet as kept. You know that? They're already selling. Like, mother wealthy pe- people who got money can go buy carbon credits. And that fucking diabolical uh, Bill Gates let the cat out of the bag with that. When he was confronted about his jet and that how uh, your jet gives off all these fucking carbon, your carbon footprint, he said he said this. Oh, I'm okay. I've already bought carbon credits. Oh, when when where you purchase that at? What where you, where can you buy carbon credits? Anybody know where you can buy some carbon credits? Let's check that out. I, I don't know. I never. I didn't know you can buy them. Where can you? Let's type. Let's type. Let's ask old Google. Where? Can you buy carbon credits? What? (laughs) Well, here you go. Buy carbon credits. Certified carbon offense. Is that right? You selling them? You selling them, newbie? That's your new hustle? (laughs) That's your new hustle right now? Look at this shit, y'all. Terapath. Offsetting your carbon footprint is easier than you think. Fight climate change and reduce your carbon footprint in less than 30 seconds. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. They're telling you right now. You can buy it as an individual for $19.99 a month, a couple, $30 a month. For a family, $40 a month. Do you you see what they're building, y'all? Do you see? (laughs) I didn't know you could buy. uh, I I hope y'all really understand. They're selling fucking carbon credits on a monthly subscription. Do you understand what Lord have mercy. Right. <laughs> right, Louis. Louis said we know what stocks to buy then. Right? They're selling carbon credits on a monthly subscription. Check it out. So they already got the frameworks set, y'all. They got, they're already building the infrastructure for this new society. Right? Because your carbon credit is going to indicate where you can travel, how far you can travel, what the fuck you can consume, what you can consume. This is why they have it. 
Right, Ethereum. What up, Ethereum? What up, J1? I see Ethereum forever and J1 in the building. What's going on, y'all? Hey. Look at this shit. Let's, let's, let's see what it looks like. Oh, let's read through this. What are carbon offsets? Whether it's buying a manufactured product or driving a car, our daily activities produce carbon emissions, which put harmful carbon dioxide into the fucking environment. You need, you breathe. We emit carbon dioxide for the trees to fucking consume, and as a result, the trees give us beautiful oxygen. What the fuck is this shit? Oh, my God. They're about to sell these people. Them breathing is bad. They about to sell this shit to the public. Them doing regular, everyday shit, like breathing, is bad for the environment. This is the natural cycle of fucking life. The plants need carbon. You know, oh, oh, my God. The plants need carbon dioxide. As our relationship with nature, our relationship with nature is to we give off CO2 for then the fucking plants give us oxygen. The fuck wrong with the, these motherfuckers are psychopaths, y'all. And this is why I hate humans because they are so not tapped into the shit that they need to be tapped into. They are not paying attention to none of this shit. All this shit is all being laid out. What up, Don? Don is in the building. What's happening, Don? Great day. Look at this shit, y'all. Let me give you this motherfucker. Let me. There you go. There you go. Wow. Whether you are buying a manufactured product or driving a car, our daily activities produce carbon emissions, which put harmful carbon dioxide into the environment. To help reduce the impact of carbon emissions, we, we produce through these daily, everyday activities, terapaths, carbon offsets from projects like restoration, farm power, and landfill gas captures that remove carbon from the environment. If that's what you, if that's what it's doing, why the fuck do we have to? Why the fuck we gotta buy buy some shit on a monthly subscription? That don't make no sense. Did you hear the explanation of what what are carbon offsets? So are they saying that we're paying? A monthly subscription for them to put trees in the ground? The fuck? Straight up, newbie. They got a way of monetizing the air that you breathe. And if you don't have enough carbon offset credits, guess what? Your ass got to stay in the fucking house. You can't go nowhere. You can't buy particular things. Didn't I tell you this shit was coming? Told you this shit was coming. 
But we look like the crazy ones when we talk about the Great Reset. We look like the crazy motherfuckers. Here it is right in your face. Matt dab in your face. They say, what's the, what's the impact? Every 1,000 pounds of carbon offsets purchased destroys greenhouse gases equivalent to 1,000 pounds of carbon dioxide. That's like taking one car off the road each month. Why are they lying to these people? Why are they lying to these people? Why are they lying to these people? This shit is wild. <laughs> All right, let me see. Can we go any further? Can we go? Can we look and see how how much it costs to buy? Okay, if I if you want, so here it is, y'all. It's called find a plan for your lifestyle. That's the header. Find a plan for your lifestyle. So how you live and the things and activities that you participate in is going to be. <laughs> is going to be measured by how many carbon credits that you have. Here it is, plain as day. Smack dab in everybody's fucking face. This company, TerraPass, right now, selling it right now on subscription. $20 a month for an individual, $30 for a family, couple, and $40 for a family. So if you're an individual, it includes 25,000 pounds of carbon emissions per year for home energy use, household waste, and driving. Do do y'all hear me? Do y'all hear me? Nineteen nineteen ninety nine a month offsets twenty five thousand pounds of carbon emissions per year for home energy use. Now remember when we read here on Hot Damn Politics when we broke down the in, the Re- Inflation Reduction Act. Remember, remember when I told y'all that they had this shit called the shared solar community. Remember that shit? Remember when we read that on the show and we said they have this shit called community solar energy? Remember that shit? Y'all remember that? Right, L? You remember that? Well, here you go. You see what I'm saying? We said, we showed how that was going to be for the, um, the lower rung folks, the, um, you know, based on your economics, you, we would have to live in communities where you had a shared grid, a shared solar grid, and you would only be able to use it according to how much carbon credits that you have, meaning you can only cook for so long. You can only have te- watch television for so long. You can only, man, they're not bullshitting out here. These son of a bitches are doing it, and the American people are so distracted with shit that means absolutely nothing, shit like Kanye wearing a fucking T-shirt that says White Lives Matter. That's what motherfuckers is focused on. That's what they. That's what their energy is going toward. They have no clue what's being laid out in front of them. 
None. Pisses me off, Jay One. Real talk. It, it really pisses me off that you got millions of motherfuckers who are concerned about celebrity shit, Nia Long getting cheated on. I don't give a fuck about Nia Long getting cheated on. The fuck? I don't give a fuck about Tom Brady either. I don't give a fuck about Kanye West and Candace Owens wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt. I don't give a fuck about BLM. I know they fake. We know we know they afoot. Fake activist group where them people done ran off and took millions and millions and millions of dollars and they living high on the all. And then you got these fake ass people who think they some they some fake ass revolutionaries who swear they was in the street making change. I was on a thread with a stupid bitch the other day, going back and forth with a stupid broad. I don't know why I did it, but I just I be compelled to just when do you see stupidity, you know, we would talk to corrupt correct shit. You know what I'm saying? So when you just see stupid shit, I, I have to correct stupid shit. Sometimes I get cut off. That's why I be having to tell myself in the course of the day, stay the fuck off Facebook. It's the lands of it's the land of the retarded. It's the land of the fucking retarded. Stay off that shit. You know what I'm saying? This bitch swore, they, she swore that she was making this. We was out there. We we made you, you bitch, you didn't make shit happen. Oh, okay. What up, Don? Um, yes, yes. You can, um, let me, let me drop the mic over there. Man, this dumb broad swore that them being in the streets in 2020 created some level of effective change. I said, stupid bitch, what did you change? What has been changed? What did you get out of that? What policy has been implemented and put forth that has made Niggas' lives better. Stupid broad said, you know, this kind of shit take time. It takes time for effective change, and we got people access to more health care, disabled people, more health care. I said, you st- I said, bitch, Obamacare? I said, the, the, I said, the extension of Obamacare? Stupid, stupid broad. Okay? Stupid shit. I said, you got nothing out of that. Not a fucking thing. What we got it from my mic. Oh, oh, oh. I should, I think that's your mic. If you playing, I think you were playing music, Don. Right? You were playing music, so that that sound was coming from. We, well, I don't know. I just stop talking. But you know what I'm saying. But that's the kind of shit they own, man. I said, I said, y'all sit here concentrating on this bullshit, but nobody, nobody. Oh, she. Oh, this is what she said too. This is what she said, too. Oh, our cause was taken up globally around the world. Do you know how powerful that is? I said, no, broad. I said, no. That's not, I said, that, y'all didn't create that. I said, that was created by non-government organizations, otherwise 
known as NGOs who strategically planned protests around the world to make it look like there was some united front. Well, no united front. If it was a united front, them people in Europe ain't talking about no black, no, no black lives matter now. Ain't never motherfucking protest nowhere around the world about no goddamn Black Lives Matter. That shit gone. That shit gone bye-bye. Distant memory. Distant past. Already. But they so, they, that's how gone these motherfuckers, they know they people gone. They know they gone. So they don't pay, to, pay attention to shit like this. That you got a bill, uh, an executive order and a bill that was passed through Congress that opened the door for all this shit. And the only people who can stop this shit from really, if, if it can be avoided, is by people like us understanding what the fuck is going on. And more, and the more we tell people that rock with us, that we know family members, shit like that, more people that are aware of it, it that's how it will galvanize. It'll be a snowball effect. But they have no clue. Once again, they don't know that you can go, that they're selling carbon credits already. Let me see. Let's press, let's press the add to the cart. Let's, let's do that. Let's see what it looks like. Shopping cart. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. How do you even spin that? You see what I'm saying? You see how stupid? How the fuck do I even spend carbon credits? Who the fuck do I give it to? Where? You know what I'm saying? How do I use that in everyday life? Aha. Uh-huh. That's because they're building the infrastructure for you to have a digital card to be able to show how many carbon credits that you have so when you shop and when you travel, you didn't have a card that's like any other type of credit card or any other thing that else is used. Because think about that. How the fuck would they ad- administer that? What up, sweet old shoe in the building? Sweet funk is in the building? But you see what I'm saying? Look at this shit. They say your quantity, you get um um, carbon balancing balanced living plan quantity a thousand pounds. What? Woo! They got other companies too. Let's check out some other companies real quick. Carbon offset. Add a tree to every purchase. Let's see. Climate. Join the fight. Climb works. But check this out. Look at my screen. If you don't believe, look at this. If you don't believe that they are about to start having climate change lockdowns, look at this shit here. Look at this. Can y'all see this? Can y'all looking at the screen? You see this orange screen? You see this shit? Look at it. What did it say? It is. They got a website called Climate Lockdown. Do y'all see this shit? Do you see it? They're advertising for it. They're already campaigning for it. It's called 
protest in place. Okay? It says, protest in place. If you think COVID-19 pandemic is bad, wait until you see how climate change would hit us in the near future if we do nothing now. With more than half of the planet on lockdown, climate change protests across the globe have been canceled. In the absence of collective action, convincing policymakers of continued need to work towards sustainable future, measures aimed at keeping carbon out of the atmosphere are being swiftly rolled back. Addressing the inability to gather, the climate lockdown is a protest in place. It refrains the sheltering in place many of us are doing as a form of protest or resistance to short-sighted environmental planning while we are a planetary community. See, they know how to they know how to suck these people in with these fucking words. Yeah, I watched that movie Nope. I watched it a, a couple I watched it about a month ago. Right, maybe two months ago. It was poorly acted, but I'm sure it's symbolism and everything. Um It says, um it says the climate lockdown is a recognition that the current coronavirus crisis, like climate change, is a result of our, de- of our destruction of a non-human world. We are part of nature. The health of the world reflects on health on each of us. Join the climate lockdown online. Okay? They got this shit going to get it into people's Subconscious. Okay. It's, it's putting it in people's heads. Get prepared for climate lockdown. And how do they get climate lockdown? Again, by declaring a national emergency. This is why they don't like that fucking man in that meat suit called fucking Joe Biden talking because he he fucking malfunctions and he says shit he ain't supposed to say. Like when he went on 60 Minutes and he declared that the pandemic was over. When he said that shit, did you see how all them people reacted? It was like, oh, no, no, it's not over. Oh, no, it's not over. Well, a, I thought he was the president. I thought the book stopped with the president. He said it's over. All his people in that cabinet and all them people who do the talking head said it ain't over. Wait, what? You know why, though? You know why he cannot declare it over? Because they would have to tell the people why you still got emergency um, authorization powers going within the federal government. That's why. That's why they won't declare this shit over. And they won't. They need to continue to have the emergency authorization power to just... Because they have to... Because they have to fucking... 
They have to put this shit in place. They cannot, it's slow. If they don't have, if they don't declare national emergencies, it will take them forever to implement this shit. It will take them way longer than they want. It will not make it to their timeline because with the slow down time, right, people will start exposing it. They will continue to expose their agenda. So they have to keep this state of emergency through the, you know, in the, on the executive branch so then they can continue to fund, right, use that as a reason to continue to pass um, COVID packages, relief funding packages, $1 billion, $2 billion, whatever the fuck. This is why they're doing it. Same thing with all the states. States doing the same thing, Cali, Chicago, New York, all the same shit. They cannot relinquish the emergency executive power. Because, you know, that man is a fuck-up. You know, Biden is a pure D fuck-up. He's, he's malfunctioning anyway. He's losing his marbles. They keep shooting him up with that shit so he can just talk straight for a good period of time, but you know, you know, what, what up, Arish? She said, New York is in a state of emergency for polio. Oh, yeah, see what I'm saying? It's going to be one thing after another, after another, after another, Arish. They got to keep the shit going. And then they're going to blame these outbreaks on Climate change, do you hear me? They're going to blame it on climate change, the reason why there's so-called all these fucking diseases popping up left and right. So they can go ahead and change the dynamic of how we live. Now, now y'all remember about, what, a year and a half ago I told y'all about um, – Remember I told you about these social credit scores? Remember we was talking about that? Remember how we played the videos of how um, there's already um, providences within China that got a whole social credit score and everything else going on? Remember that? Remember we showed that shit? Hmm. Why every, again, why they got all these other people thinking about whatever the fuck they got them thinking about and whatever they distracted with, guess what is happening? You have banks. In America, here we go. I'm going to give it to you right now. You can take a look at my screen. Well, here you go. Federal Reserve says U.S. banks are involved in a pilot exercise for ESG social credit scores to manage climate-related financial risk. What did I tell you? Whoop, there it is. There it is. There it is. It's coming out of the Federal Reserve, baby. U.S. banks involved in major pilot exercise for ESG social credit scores to manage climate-related financial risk. It starts with the banks. 
You un- you understand what I'm saying? Why do you think the the feds right now, right? The feds right now are hiking up interest rates at a ridiculous rate, hella fast. They want to crash the economy to to begin with. So I'm telling you now, it's all about destruction and chaos. And they're doing it slowly but surely. The shit ain't going to really hit the fan probably for another six months from now. And they'll try to lie and say, oh, we just a test. Well, we know what happened with pilots, right? We know what happened with a pilot show, don't we? Don't we know when, when... when when a show a new show about to come out, don't they call it, the first episode is called a pilot? Okay, and they don't make pilots because they don't want shit to come out. They create pilot shows because they want to launch it. They want it to literally take off. That's why it's called a pilot program. But here it is, y'all. Direct smack dab in your fucking face. We told you two years ago that they was going to do this shit. Once you got these fucking talking heads who was able to use moving people. See, this is why I'm saying this is all connected. It was connected with the Black Lives Matter all that shit in the street, all this um, income inequality, all that bullshit they was talking, it's, it was all a compounding effect. Because if you complain about how you are have so much inequality, so much unfairness, that you can, uh, you can demolish the system as it is, get rid of it. So what do they do instead? We'll create a social credit score. Fuck a credit score based off of your ability to pay your bills on time or anything like that. Now we're going to do it based on your behavior and your activity. Black Mirror. That's Black Mirror right there. Y'all seen Black Mirror. Go watch Black Mirror again when they were showing how people basically was living off some app like um, fucking Instagram and everything that they did gave them a score and, you know, you were nice today, so you got a thousand points, whatever, control, control of behavior, keep people in line, have no dissent, no, 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 no people who descend who um, disagree with you. If you disagree with something I say, you're going to be docked points. Therefore, you won't have the ability to possibly go across town the way you want it to go. Maybe your your electrical vehicle won't even start the fuck up because we won't allow it to go. You can't go any. You can't go beyond your neighborhood. So we got this. We got the kill switch. Just a thought. We're just exploring the what ifs. But I tell you. It ain't far-fetched. California wants everybody to have an electric vehicle by by uh, 2036, that they're going to phase out all um, um, combustible engines. 
by 2036? Yeah. Here it is. <clears throat> In the press release dated on September 29th, which was last Thursday, the Federal Reserve Board made an announcement about six of the six of the US largest banks participating in this exercise. How to protect yourself from oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, I read the wrong thing. Here it is. The Federal Reserve Board on Thursday announced that six of the nation's largest banks will participate in a climate a, excuse me, a pilot climate scenario analysis exercise designed to enhance the ability of supervisors and firms to measure and manage climate-related financial risk. What does that mean? That means when you go try to do business, conduct business, they're going to say, how do you live? What do you participate in? What kind of appliances and shit do you have in your house? Is your is your house green enough for us to to even finance it, to do any of that stuff? Right? The pilot exercise will be launched in early 2023 and is expected to conclude around the end of the year. At the beginning of the exercise, the board will publish details of the climate, economic, and financial variables that make up the climate scenario narratives. Over the course of the pilot, participating firms will analyze the impact of the scenarios on specific portfolios and business strategies. The board will then review firms' analysis and engage with those firms to build capacity to manage climate-related financial risk. The board anticipates publishing insights gained from the pilot at an aggregated level. So what does that mean? On an aggregated level, that means they're going to take everybody's individual situation, um, how they deal um, with people's scores and what they do, and they put it into a computer, put it through an algorithm, and get a prototype. So then they have a framework to go off of and to say, this is how we do it with everybody. Climate scenario analysis is distinct and separate from bank stress tests. The board stresses tests are designed to assess whether banks, large banks have enough capital to continue lending to households and businesses during a severe recession. The climate scenario analysis exercise, on the other hand, is exploratory in nature and does not have capital consequences because it ain't about that. It's about how can we get these people <laughs> to live the way we want them to live, and if they don't, we can basically exclude them from participating in in the economy as in you know I'm saying as an individual so to speak. The climate scenario analysis exercise on the other hand is exploratory in nature and does not have capital consequences by considering a range of possible future climate pathways and associated economic and financial developments. 
scenario analysis can assist firms and supervisors in um, understanding how climate-related financial risks may manifest or differ from historical experiences. The banks in the pilot exercises are Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. There are your banks. In the coming months, the board will provide additional details on how the exercise will be conducted and the scenario that will use the pilot. The only way this shit can be stopped is really straight up, y'all, is on a local level because the fed, everybody who fuck around in the government from a federal level have already sold out. They've all, all of them. Majority of all, they've all been bought and paid for. So the only way it's going to happen is on a local level at this point in this time. And it's going to come from the, and, and, and if you have some, some raw-ass governors who ain't afraid to take on the big financial companies, a.k.a. hedge funds and shit like this. This is what I'll be trying to hip y'all up on to companies like BlackRock and Vanguard. Understand how they move, what they do, and what their purpose is, and how it affects how these policies can take hold, how they can get away with this shit, but they can't if you have governors who do not participate in doing business with those hedge funds. You understand that these big companies manage trillions of dollars in assets, but one of the biggest assets that they manage are pension funds, are pensions, state pensions held by state workers, teachers' union, firefighters' union, cop unions, um, all that shit. Those are hundreds of billions of dollars worth of um, money that are that's managed. So if they say, if so if a state says we ain't fucking with y'all because y'all got all these fucking, these ESG social credit score bullshit, we're not putting our money with you. If you have enough states that gather together and collab, they can strike this shit down. It can be struck down. See, this is what bothers me about the people who are willfully ignorant, who participate in politics, who vote and shit like that. Because that's it's on the local level that can have the most dynamic change. But these people are ignorant to real politics and what the fuck really going on. See, black folks, Nubians are the strongest. We are the biggest change agents within politics. We always have been and we always will be. But Nubians are just, they're ignorant to the shit. They have no clue. You start talking to some niggas about this, they swear you're um, a conspiracy theorist. But here it is, brightest day, right in your face. All these things they're coming up with, all this shit, right there, that they got on the books that they want to do, okay? That's what the fuck's going on. All right, so before I jump into, we got 15 minutes before we get into overtime, right? And in overtime, we're going to touch in on, um, we're going to touch in our, touch in on, uh, Behold the pale horse, right? Or it, it all depends how I'm feeling, right? Be honest with you. 
So let's switch over to Ukraine. Let's switch over to that fucking um, money laundering scheme that they got going on in Ukraine. You know they just gave another $12 billion to Ukraine a couple of days ago, too? Just another. So in the last six months, America has given over $70 billion in aid to that country. Do you know that country once was considered a couple of years ago, right before Trump came into office, that country was considered the most corrupt government in the world? Do you know that that that, that 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 country's government and its political um, apparatus and its and its vanguard is rooted in 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 in, in Nazism and, and it, with Nazis. You know what I'm saying? So every nigger that is talking that we you know support Ukraine, all these politicians, especially these Democratic politicians. Um, Barbara, uh, Barbara Box, um, Barbara Lee, fucking um, Kamala Harris, um, Maxine Waters, all these, all these black folks, you know, uh, Cory Bush, um, Rashida Tlaib, who who talked that BLM, all that bullshit, but. They are openly supporting a Nazi regime in Ukraine. They are, by definition, upholding white supremacy, literally. And they and they quiet as fuck. You don't hear nothing about you. You hear nothing from them. Not a peep. Not a sound. They ain't got no problem with it. Right. They're getting paid, too. That's why. All right? That's what's happening. You know that shit has gotten so bad, J-1, that they, the Department of Defense came out and said that they had a report done by some um, third party. They don't even um, keep track. They just don't even keep track of how much weapons and shit they're sending, sending over there anymore. They just stopped. They just they just stopped counting. They they just said they just stopped taking tally on the shit over there. So what does that tell you that they're setting up, y'all? That means for one, this shit this proxy war is gonna continue to go on for a long fucking time. It ain't stopping no time soon. And they're gonna continue to, to um antagonize Russia. See, that's what other people don't know about the geopolitics of that shit. Straight up, Newbie. Newbie said, fucking Florida is underwater, but they're sending money abroad. Every, man, every month they're doing it, Newbie. Every month. Billions and billions and billions they're sending over there. But it's a money laundering scheme. If we could see, if we could see how many of these was um, to Ukraine, if we Ukraine done, if we could see how many of these politicians have fucking shell corporations, right? 
shell, short shell corporations that their family members have over there in Ukraine, you'll see where that money's going. The defense contract that's being done over there, you'll see why the money is going over there nonstop. You know, they say 100 going north, whatever the fuck they call that shit. <laughs> that's what they got going on. All right? That's what that shit is. At the same time, they about to put <laughs> right. So you both said they got that that good insurance money though. But um, you're talking about for the people in Fort Myers. Um, but this is what they got going on. They're about to do an, an energy crunch coming up in America in the next couple months. It's already happening in Europe. Like I said, the reason why Europe is starting to feel it is because, for one, they already started. They already started implementing a lot of these policies that America are just now starting to bring to the table they had already did in Europe. And so this is why they're starting to have these energy problems and it's costing them hella money. They just blew up the they just blew check this out. They just blew up the NORAD two stream underwater. Anybody you seen that? Y'all seen that shit? Y'all seen that, that they blew up that fucking pipeline underwater, right? That puts more pressure on Europe to to be able to warn themselves over there. Some of them people paying energy bills upwards of $2,000 in in England, the NORAD 2 pipeline. America did it. Let's just call it what the shit is. America did it. And the reason why they did it is because it, it, keeps, it keeps the funk going. It keeps, the, it keeps them, it gives them a reason to keep the, the war, this proxy war going. America did the shit. Let's just call it what it is. We got the hooker on tape. Joe Biden said the shit. He said it. He said it in March. People forget that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you understand what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? He said that shit. And lo and behold, it happens. Now it happens again, which pushed more. More um, put more strife on on Europeans to be able to have energy, natural gas during winter. I don't know how many of y'all been to Europe, but it get cold in the motherfucker over there, real fucking cold. So that shit is vital for them folks over there. Shit getting so bad over there. They're starting. They, they going. Back to ancient times, these motherfuckers cutting wood and burn, just burning wood, because that's how little energy that they're getting to keep themselves warm. But they just they're burning wood now. They going out into the fucking forest like they like they did when they was you know hunters and gatherers. You had to go forge 
for force for to keep your fucking house warm, like they did in eighteen twenty or whatever the fuck. Before they start, people start having energy and heat coming to the fucking house. <laughs> That's the kind of shit they got going on in Europe. These motherfuckers having to take an axe and go into the woods again. Ain't nobody talking about this shit. This is how bad it's happening over there. Yo, these motherfuckers cutting the, the wood, man. They, the energy cost is, is, is just going through the roof, Don. The people can't pay. They can't pay for for energy. But see, but look what Britain is doing. Britain is saying we're going to put a cap on it and pay it ourselves. That's what they want to do. Energy, you know, the the, the natural gas. So people can't heat their stoves. You know, like you turn on the stove, if it ain't electric, what? Right? They can't turn on their fucking stoves. Ain't no heaters. Ain't got no heat. Shit is expensive. Right, Ethereum? $2,000 a month per household. That's what the shit they got going on over in Europe right now. It's going to hit America next. It's coming. It's all throughout Europe. It's all throughout Europe. All throughout the continent. What is it, have not? What is Where's the paper? What paper? Okay, I, here. I'm not doing that right now. You see I'm on the show? Hey. Here. Hey. 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 What's happening? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hot damn politics. <laughs> yeah, damn. Like Don the Young show and shit. What's happening? I'm like, God, she no. Like, well, technically, it is your shit. It, it is. No. no that's <laughs> not what I mean, baby. It's like, damn, what you mean? damn politics feel like, even though it's been gone for two weeks, but it feels like the Don Nicole yes. show and shit been gone forever and how damn politics <laughs> back and shit. So take me back to this yes. Europe shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Yes. Well, the the price of um of gas and electricity it's just been going through the roof, you know what I'm saying? Um, because they want to call it this war, because Russia, again, supplied about 70% of all energy throughout Europe. You know, outside of America and China, Wait Russia is the next biggest powerhouse. Russia yeah. supplies the energy in Europe? Yes. Yeah. So about 70%, the I believe. So what the Europeans did was skyrocket the the energy price, like they did the gas here or some shit? Is that what I'm getting? Well, the first thing they did, remember, is put sanctions on Russia. So as a result, NATO countries, allied forces, can't do business, so to speak, with Russia. So they have to stop receiving, you know, they have to limit what they're doing. So the citizens get the hit. So the citizens, they put it on the citizens to suffer. Boom. Oh, man, that's that's what black men do. That's a man thing. (laughs) That's a man thing? That's a man thing, yeah. Yeah, they they come home and and, and terrorize the fucking family because they ain't getting this way in the world. That's a a man thing. Mm. So, you know, the innocent people get hit. 
Ain't got no, ain't, ain't got, ain't did nothing. Yeah, they, they, yeah, the casualties is, is the families. Yeah, and That's they don't have. Thing. Ooh, and they don't have enough. And and they and they're trying to and they don't have ain't enough windmills and solar grids can help Europe right now. I just want to say my daddy, my, my dad. I just want to say my daddy fucked yeah. up the money gambling, and I came home, my furniture was gone. I didn't have a bed to sleep on, and a dresser and a drawer to put my clothes in. That's wow. what the fuck happens. That's the moral. Yeah, you catch it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what that shit is. It's what happens. Mm. Yeah, just like people were struggling with their gas prices and rent, all that shit goes to fuck up. All types yes. of shit start going up. This is off a man's decision, and everybody else they have a that's hand right. in is the one that's fucked up over it. Catches it. Yep. Yes. I know all about it, baby. Micro, the small microcosm of it, all the way to what you call yeah. government, United Nations with NATO, yep. Fucto, and Toto, and mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> wizards of the fucking eyes, ass motherfucker. It's the same shit. That's what happened. Right. Yeah. That's fucked up. So go back. So you mentioned something about people going and cutting down trees. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Cut, who doing that? Yeah. Them Europeans, them Europeans had to go uh, in the woods cutting down um, lumber to heat their to heat their homes. But it, they don't have enough fucking fossil fuels, and you gotta understand that green energy shit. That's what I'm saying. It's going to create a squeeze on people because that shit is not enough to fuel. You can't sustain whole countries right now. You know what I'm saying? All that green energy, all so that shit. So they rather no, for the people to suffer than to call the truth and say, y'all get back with our enemies so that these mm-hmm. people won't suffer. Absolutely. This yep. is ridiculous. And, that, and, it, and it was actually, came. Uh, Elon Musk came out the other day and was like, man, y'all need to have this peace treaty and all this shit. Now they calling Elon Musk a, a Russian agent because mm-hmm. he wants the war to stop. When the See, fuck has that ever, stopping war been a bad thing? See? Girl, you're the only one that know how to think properly. When is stopping the war is a bad thing? You need to change the title. Man, a peace treaty. When is stopping the fucking war a bad thing? (laughs) 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 They calling this nigga an agent now. He's a a Russian agent. Damn. Because the people are going to suffer. The people are suffering. Yeah, ain't got nothing to do with them either. And they don't. Hey, I slept. So here, here's the re, here's the result. It says, amid the crisis, Europeans have been forced to take drastic measures to conserve energy and keep bills low, while government has imposed. Here's that word: rationing. Oh shit. Rationing rules. Oh fuck. Rationing. So if, if you said, not if, when you said mm-hmm. that that shit coming to America, yes, what ma'am. type of solutions or preventative measures are the <sighs> humans see? that's listening to how their politics can fucking get ready for? <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, I haven't used a soul right. 
or a motherfucking refrigerator in goddamn six fucking years or oven. Let me put that on record. I will, I, hey, that's not a bad idea. Get some kerosene. Um, if you like, if, um, um, what's the other one? Um, because that shit, the cost of that shit is all going to go up. Propane tanks, all, all, yeah, propane, all that, yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, they playing whole game. That shit, straight yeah. up. You better live up. how I live, motherfucker. Shit, I ain't using it. Yeah, everybody look at me like, you a sorry yeah. bitch. You know, when the last time you use a stove, like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I done got off that white man shit. <laughs> Never got a trap set. <laughs> I live out cigarettes and cans. I get my food from Amazon. <laughs> oh, no, no. I get my beverages Not from Amazon. Amazon. I get my goddamn shit. Fuck that shit. Yo, this shit that. here. This is wild. This is sad. People got to do something. Y'all got to just, not y'all, y'all, but goddamn, mm-hmm. folk got the goddamn buck. You got the buck. You got the buck. Nook, buck, nook if you buck. Nook you got the buck. Ain't no way, nook, ain't nook, no nook, way nook, hell. Nook, nook if you buck, what? Nook if you buck. Hell yeah, that's, I mean, ain't no way in fucking hell. I don't need gas, either. And the fuck I look like, boy, I got four bicycles, and I live in a small damn town, shit. And I only use it to exercise. I don't need shit. Mm-hmm. What the fuck I need so, gas for? I got cars I don't even drive. I don't stop living that life, motherfucker. I'm getting ready. You I'm getting ready? ready for the, I'm, getting, I'm getting prepared to be taken off like a bride prepared for the groom while the rest of you motherfuckers skippity doodah thinking this is a great fucking day. <laughs> Motherfucking shit So you know damn well oh, yeah. I live simple as a motherfucker I don't even use so, lights <laughs> I'm typing in the dark to you motherfuckers For real But as long yeah. as you not Dependent upon This shit as long as you know well, y'all have got to prepare to... themselves. It's too late. If you ain't got them, if you ain't got them, if, if you ain't living nothing then nothingliness, then you, you, you gotta you're going to have a hard wait, problem. I'll make it. They're going to start going right. out and killing motherfuckers. It's going to be like walking dead and shit, robbing motherfuckers for their air. It's shit. Yo, Man. if you don't know how to goddamn fucking live simple, well, us here should know about simplicity. But if you don't, that's your dumb ass. Mm-hmm. Should know about keeping shit simple. Stupid. You know what I'm saying? Keep you live simple. very <laughs> fucking simple. They're very simple. It's all about that shit. I was the same shit every fucking goddamn day. Shit hit the fucking mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> like, like, mm-mm. people just, they knew this shit was coming now. Even even with that 1984 shit, you know what I'm saying? Everything that we know, mm-hmm. they fucking knew. They were setting a damn stage for the times like this. But what the fuck was humans doing? Wasn't you wasn't living like if it was in case of, you know, times like this ever? Have you supposed to live like the future, not the fucking day? Ooh, I like that. Live like the future. I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, I, I mean, when it came to water, I started um, last or two days ago. 
I was like, I'm going to buy five pallets, like five cases of water, like every three weeks, and just stack it. I I don't trust these motherfuckers uh-huh. to do nothing. To when shit the push comes to fans, you are push on the your show own. about drink out the fucking kitchen faucet since I brushed my teeth with the shit. The fuck? Right. You are, you know what I'm saying? Watch my so face like, and my ass. I'm pretty sure it's good for the tongue. Right. If it's good for the purse. I'm like, if something happened, <laughs> if something happened and the water ain't, ain't, ain't available, I got plenty. Me and my babies got plenty. Yeah. Months worth. Months worth of water. Yeah. But then you, you know, know what happened, right, when there's a water scare. What's up? Everybody get thirsty. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That's that's the mind right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you know that? Everybody gets thirsty, so your whole month supply, all of a sudden, everybody goes, I need some more water. There ain't no more, ain't no more water left in the stores. So everybody going to be thirsty in the fucking house. That's how that shit be. Be yeah, stacking, you ever go well, grocery shopping it. now? You ever go grocery mm-hmm. shopping? All of a sudden, mm-hmm. everybody hungry every goddamn 15 seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I could they get that, but they, their eyes get big. That shit damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. This shit is wild. It says, as Europe burns, Europeans search for firewood. Wow. Man, they need to stop this whole shit, but they not. They not. They are not. Unfortunately, they are you're correct. To make people suffer off their own actions from their own actions. Yeah. They yeah. but they want they want the suffering. They want the suffering. If you get the people hurting enough, then anything you present to them they're gonna take. So when they saying we getting ready to restructure all this shit, and you know what I'm saying, we 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 got these social credit scores. You can only do this, and then people are gonna be like, yeah, okay, all right. So I can have a, just a little crumb and shit, and then split the crumb amongst my family. Fine. Mm-hmm. I yep. know. Watch the movie called The Deal. Have you watched it? The Deal. Have you seen it? I probably, uh, I probably watched, watched the, the deal. I don't know. I don't fucking know shit. I don't remember shit. <laughs> I watched it again when, um, if I have. Uh, please and I watch, watch it. it. Please watch it. I don't fucking know. I watched okay. it the other night. Please the watch deal. the deal. Well, let's watch it in it, the mansion. Yeah, it is about resource scarcity and how they going to divvy that shit up amongst the population. Oh, and... and, and Oh man, it's it's something. It's like, uh it's like the the people who want to be, you know, the everyday people, the people who ain't got their coins. It's just, it really, it is about it's, it's about that rich and the poor situation again, too. But for these folks, right, rich and the poor. Um, I saw that shit on um, what's the name now? That's that shit. That's in one of the oldest goddamn movies, Soil and Green. The rich was the ones eating mm-hmm. the real fucking fruit and vegetable. Everybody else was eating some goddamn soil right. cracker. Okay, so on the deal, a family eventually, especially if you have a family, and and I was just, and I was seeing how it really discouraged you from having a family at all, right? Because the resources are scarce. So how it started is saying. We had a pandemic, and then another, and then another, and then another, and those, it, that's how it that's how the commentary start off. And but then check it for a family to be able to survive, right? 
because everybody is limited resources. Somebody has to decide to die to provide their family with 20 years' worth of rations. Oh, I see. Food, that. energy, see. and all that. You seen that? Yeah. 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 I yeah, see. Somebody got to go. Yeah. yeah. Somebody got to choose. And, 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 and on top of that, they was um, um, organ harvesting and all that shit. It, it was good. I mean, it was kind of corny, but it was good. I, I got the message, basically. I got they got the message. Shit, remind me of that other movie I told y'all to watch. They were um only, yeah, after the pandemic hit and all that shit, for children, in order to stay alive, they have to score a certain uh, score on their test every year. If they flunk it, they have to die. To, you know, remember um, what's the what's the green deal is and the, uh, and the fucking carbon copy footprint bullshit mm-hmm. to save the planet Earth and shit. So children, it, uh, as young as five years old, have to take that damn test, and if they flunk it, they die. Five mm-hmm. percent got to go every fucking year. See? Yeah. But that energy crunch is coming because OPEC, again, the OPEC, which is the world biggest oil, um, you know, situation, they're going to re- – they're already reducing their output of oil. Biden and them did it purposely as soon as they got in the office. Okay, a lot of people don't remember, but the head of the energy department said they were on this shit. America has more than enough ability to produce enough energy for this country ten times over. They're purposely, they're doing it on purpose. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So, she's just wild, man. <laughs> it's, um, wow. Yeah, that's that's what we living right now. That's what that's what's going on in the world. Like I said, and why everybody on the, on tripping off bullshit, Kanye did West you, and all that other shit. Yeah. Did you mention it up. Uh, did you mention about Bill Gates saying um, stop eating meat and don't buy a house? Stop, don't don't eat meat and stop and no. don't, don't buy a house. Right. Let me let me pull that up. I had it. I have it here. Because <laughs> I cause the reason why I came across it is because I was um looking um at I'm trying to find the clip where he says Bill Gates says we have to have climate lockdown. He he is walking around saying that shit. And what he means about be climate lockdown? Staying in the fucking house for periods oh, of time. Oh shit! I've been conditioned for it. <laughs> I had a black man. He didn't want me going nowhere. <laughs> deliver- well, we had that living room life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been conditioned. Right? It says here, Bill Gates tells people they can't eat meat or have nice houses or have a nice house. Won't solve the climate crisis. Hold on. Here we, here we go, y'all. Let me put this on the on the um, screen over here so fam can see this. Let's read this. <clears throat> let's, let's hear what this son of a bitch got to say. Let me zoom in because we know that's a commercial. And they just, people didn't see how this motherfucking just fucking fadangled this last situation, and people still listen to this dude. Like, 
Why does he have a bearing on anything? But we know why, though, but you know what I'm saying. I think he's no more qualified than me. 2050 or cut emissions in half by 2030? Decarbonization needs to speed up worldwide. Ten times faster in the U.S., says McKinsey Research. Learn how businesses can lead the way at McKinsey.com slash zero. Welcome to See? You see how they did that? You saw that commercial piece that said how business can – it starts with business businesses because you have to control the people through economics first. Economics and energy. Energy is the is the basically foundation of any function in society. So if you can control the energy, right? Because that has a level that that is about your level of sustainability of life, right? So take control of the energy and the money supply, of course, always, right? For businesses, right? And there's a people's ability to to make a way for themselves. Zero. I am Akshatrati. This week, innovation. The U.S. Climate Let's Bill go and the Bill Behind the Bill. This is ready to invest. Commercial. Hold on. How can businesses lead the way? Find out at McKinsey.com/zero. You're a techno-optimist, but the scale of the climate challenge is so much bigger than anything humans have done. It requires the rebuilding of the physical economy so that it produces no emissions. You once told me when we spoke the last time that if we managed to do this, it would be a bigger achievement than winning the Second World War. But is technology the only innovation we need, or do we also need a social and political revolution alongside it? Well, I, I don't know what those words mean. Uh, we need more than technology because we have to have the political will. Smartfucker said, I don't know what those words mean. You don't know what the political and social revolution mean, Mr. Smart, smart-ass Bill Gates, supposedly? I don't know what those words mean. See how you play whole games with, with the language? You know exactly what that means. You just don't want to say, yeah, we're going to do that forcibly. You know, forcibly do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, period? So he's going to play it off. I don't know what those words mean. Yes, you do, sir. You know exactly what the fuck it means. We're asking society to solution achievement than that. winning the Second World War. But is technology the only innovation we need? Or do we also need a social and political revolution alongside it? Well, I, I don't know what those words mean. Uh, we need more than technology because we have to have the political will. We're asking society to stop using really stuff that other than climate things, you know, that coal plant would last longer and those jobs and that, you know, natural gas plant and that way of making cement. We're asking society to walk away from those. Of course, the more you walk away from natural gas, the cheaper it'll be. It'll just be sitting there just as cheap as can be because you're trying to drive demand to zero. Anyone who says that will tell people to stop eating meat or stop wanting to have a nice house and will just basically change human desires, I think that that's too difficult. I mean, you can make a case for it, but I don't think it's realistic for that to play a absolutely central role. 
I mean, after all, the rich countries completely disappeared. That's only less than a third of emissions. You know, if we all completely just weren't in that picture at all. And those two-thirds of emissions are pretty basic. Hold on. Let's, let's just run that back. Because he said not eating meat and not having a nice house. Think about that. Just, just a nice house. Not a big house, but just nice. It's because they want that apartment living. They want that minimalist, small, urban apartment living for the mass majority of people. You see what I'm saying? That's what they want. We we are taught to, to listen for what they don't say, not what they are saying, but what is he not saying, right? When he says have a nice house, he's talking about living in the suburbs, living countryside. That's what he's talking about. And to, then to eat the goop. Right, so don't eat meat and all that shit. And I'm a big vegetable eating motherfucker, but I actually went back to start um, eating um, certain certain cuts of beef. I have, um, and it's the reason why they don't want nobody eating that shit. But them. But let's, so let's take that back. Let's listen to what he say. Uh, Other than climate things, you know, that coal plant would last longer and those jobs and that, you know, natural gas plant and that way of making cement. We're asking society to walk away from those. Of course, the more you walk away from, say, natural gas, the cheaper it'll be. It'll just be sitting there just as cheap as can be because you're trying to drive demand to zero. Anyone who says that will tell people to stop eating meat or stop wanting to have a nice house and will just basically change human desires, I think that that's too difficult. I mean, you can make a case for it, but I don't think it's realistic for that to play a absolutely central role. I mean, after all, the rich countries completely disappeared that's only less than a third of emissions. You know, if we all completely just... But think about it. How do you change human desires? You, you can get someone to change their behavior in dire situations and in moments of stress, de-stress, um, scarcity. You can get a human to change their behavior very quickly because they go into that animal survival mode. We saw it. They watched it play out. COVID was a simulation. They saw how many people fell in line very quickly when people were afraid and under distress by their own emission. At all. And those two-thirds of emissions are pretty basic in terms of the calories and shelter and transport and goods being used. Calories? Did you hear the man say calories? People, did you hear the man say calories? Again, you have to hear what he's not saying. What well, is he on, saying on, when, he on, talk, when he talks about calories? Hold on, hold on. What he mentioned, I, I had just heard you. I'm talking to Zanetta on my phone. I heard you mention okay. calories. What did he say? He said that. 
Check no, what did he say? He, no, said he said to be able. <laughs> he said to be able to change people's calories, what they eat. I don't want to. Let me just play it real quick. Who is talking? I don't want to. Who is talking? Because I, I bet I'm on the Bill phone. Gates is talking. Bill okay, Gates is man, I got to put you back on mute. I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> oh shit! Absolutely central role. So let me play. I mean, after all, the rich countries completely disappeared. That's only less than a third of emissions. You know, if we all completely just weren't in the picture at all, and those two-thirds of emissions are pretty basic in terms of the calories. And see, when he said when he say rich nations and we were just wasn't around, he mean like motherfuckers is off the planet. If two-thirds of the population was gone, that's what he's. Hold on, one more time now. Yeah, okay, you gotta, you gotta appreciate me. how they get down. <laughs> Just tell me what he said. I'm back. I mean, what what is he applying with calories? I missed it. Just what is he saying in terms? Well, what is he, what is calories synonymous with? No, don't ask me no questions. I asked you the question. Why? I just need you to it because I haven't been listening. <laughs> if you listen to me, I said I ain't hear yeah. you. I ain't hear him. All I heard is calories. Yeah. <laughs> so explain to me what the fuck he was saying about calories. He, he's talking about the consumption of calories by people, basically how much you eat. And and then what? And what was he saying about it? Reduce it. If we can get humans to reduce it. And then what? And say, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I, I just stopped it right there when he dropped that. I said that's smooth because he didn't use the words, huh? I was talking under my breath. I said, let me call Bill. <laughs> So he, I mean, I love that. <laughs> I love, I love how he just he's saying it without saying it. What Reduce is he saying? The amount of calories. He's talking about we trying to change human behavior. The people wanting to eat meat, the house, the having the nice house. You know, to change these fundamental desires of people. He said it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to do that. So what made him say all of that? Did somebody ask him a question or something? Of course. Of course. He, the, the, the interviewer asked him um, how um, can we basically – he said we're going to need a social and political revolution to go alongside, um, like, this climate change battle. And so he said, I don't really know what those words mean, but <laughs> and he went on to say those things. But hold on says that we'll tell people to stop eating meat or stop wanting to have a nice house and we'll just basically change human desires, I think that that's too difficult. I mean, you can make a case for it, but I don't think it's realistic for that to play a absolutely central role. I mean, after all, the rich countries completely disappeared that's only less than a third of emissions. You know, if we all completely just weren't in the picture at all, and those two-thirds of emissions are pretty basic in terms of the calories and shelter and transport and goods being used. So the See? Calories? What do you say? Calories? Hold on. Transport. Two-thirds of emissions. Okay are pretty basic in terms of the calories and shelter and transport and goods. So calories, shelter, and transport. And right? goods. 
and goods. So let's use the words that he's not saying because he's not speaking in the straight. He's not speaking plain. Calories, how much food you eat. Shelter, the type of house that you live in. How What, what, what type of you know roof you got over your well, head. Well, I just want Transportation. to tell you, uh, Nev, calories is not based on how much food you eat. It's how much because you can eat number you can eat eight cans of corn and that's still a little bit of calories. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> but you know, but, but if somebody you eat a, eats, you eat a somebody hamburger, eat, you eat one hamburger. That's a what? That's like yeah, five hundred calories. calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, so it's that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you add it's French exactly. fries to it and, and the bread to it and got their right. ketchup on top of that mm-hmm. motherfucker and a salt right. with it, boy. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just that's just your lunch. How or whatever. How about later on you t- you you want a steak and and so whatever. Or you want you want some seafood. All that. This man is talking about reducing the amount of calories that you intake, aka how much you eat. People. That's the same shit dietitians right? tell people. Dietitians tell people Absolutely. that same shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's on, that's that's based that, but that based yeah, but that's based on how much energy output you you have as compared to how many calories you consume. If you don't have any energetic output and you're not actually, you know, you know, energy and you consuming hell of fucking calories, yeah, you're going to get fat. Yeah, so Bill Gates is basically saying we have a hard time with all these smart devices grabbing these people's energies to make the goddamn cryptocurrency mm-hmm. because they ain't really putting out a lot of energy because they, they got too much goddamn <laughs> calories and they fucking the food to eat. metabolism they slow sitting as on fuck. That, right. And like, we can't goddamn... <laughs> fucking get their brainwaves activity and everything else from these motherfuckers because they fucking right. ain't burning enough fucking energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They got more oh, high man, more calories this. consumption and less energy is coming out there. And output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, he absolutely. needs the energy. They need the energy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here we go. At all. Copper top. And Matrix. those two-thirds of missions yes. are pretty basic in terms of the calories and shelter and transport and goods being used. So the excesses of the rich country, even curbing those completely out of existence, is not a solution to this problem. It may feel... See, uh, what, what, what? You got to love how they're ta- they talking. Again, he said curbing... And, and eliminate. He used that shit in the same sentence. Curbing. Curbing just means to reduce. He's saying Curb eliminate. He, they really, right? They really want to eliminate the shit that we have available to us. That's all. I, that's all he's saying. I mean, because he said excess. He said the wealthy countries indulge in excess. So the sh- our basic living, how we get down every day, is excessive. Our lifestyles are excessive. We can hop in our car anytime we want to. We can travel all over the place. We whatever whatever we doing is excessive. It breathing is excessive. Are we living is oh, excessive. Man. Yeah, everything right. is just these fucking humans got to go. That's what he's saying. Like everything, like, okay, it's just a fucking waste of fucking air. They're breathing That's what waste he's of air on these motherfuckers. Yeah, they oh, hate man. humans. That nigga's already... You read it? Yeah. Did, you, did you hear when I talked about the carbon offsets that they no. charge? They, they literally have... Oh, Lord. You missed it. They got carbon. They are charging 
for carbon credits right now on a monthly subscription. What's that? Meaning it's your carbon offset, meaning the things, the activities that you participate in are countered by the amount of carbon credits that you have. See, how it came up is because Bill Gates was asked about you you all about this climate change, but yet you zip back and forth on your private jet. And he said, oh, but I bought carbon uh, credits to offset it. That's what he said. Oh, I, I bought carbon credits. Oh, carbon credits. And so, so what he essentially basically said, because I got money to buy my lifestyle, Oh, this little have, useless I mean, literally. fucking eater. <laughs> right? This so I have carbon credits. So I can zip around and, and be in my jet, but you little motherfuckers who putting off all this carbon uh, dioxide into the environment, these CO2s that are harmful. Oh, my goodness. You know, so they're saying you're going to truly have to pay a fee for your lifestyle. Truly. So he and already paying for Right. So I said, oh, this is gangster. They ain't talking about so this at all. Now. They already wait got. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me <laughs> that we ain't been paying for our lifestyle, but yet we get a goddamn nope. circulation of fucking bills every goddamn month? That's it's not coming. paying it's for our lifestyle. <laughs> the fuck? Nope. Nope. We nope, nigga, not for you're your... taxing us to even drive on an interstate highway every month when our birthday comes up, every year once when our mm-hmm. birthday shows up. Right. You're taxing us to have insurance on these vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Then we got to get gas for the motherfuckers. Oil change the audit. Nigga, we ain't been paying for mm-hmm. a goddamn lifestyle. According to them, nope. Oh, because now we got to pay to have saying, a carbon credit lifestyle. Yes. So they're, <sighs> say, they're, they're basically saying you motherfuckers breathing <laughs> is a detriment to the climate. Yeah, I said that. This is how, this is, like I said, this is so powerful because this is how stupid the public has become. They're saying yeah. our relationship with Mother Nature is harmful. As humans, we emit carbon dioxide to give to you the You motherfuckers are cutting down all the goddamn trees around this bitch. Right. Our carbon dioxide, our CO2, Don, we breathe every day. We outside gives life to the plants that then change that CO2 to oxygen for us. How the fuck no, are they conning people? No, that's a little that's a little backwards now. No, the plants have, that's why I said they cut down the trees and don't want you to plant shit. They citate you for that. So plants are the ones that give us the goddamn oxygen. Plants. That's what I just said. No, you said, if you, girl, I would play it back. I said, I said, I said we no. emit CO2. That's given to the plants that then cycle and give us oxygen. The plants need CO2. Yes. That's plants part of were here before there were humans. They would thrive. So I know, but we're true. talking about, I'm, 
but we're talking about our relationship in nature, in relation to plants. We 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 are part of that cycle of, of life still. Not that but if we yeah, were gone, there'd be no plant the life. Plants. There the would plants be. Plants ain't giving us. The, um, we're feeding off the plants. That's the point. The plants don't need nothing from us. They get everything from the sun, and in exchange, the energy is given off the glucose and all that shit from animals breathing it in. Everything. Yeah, this is why you tell a diabetic get their ass to become a vegetarian, eat the plants, and that's it. Yeah, they get the proper glucose. So everything we feed off of plant life. Plant does not feed off of us. Plant don't need us. But what I'm saying is, in a photo in, in photosynthesis, right? In the natural Which process, is, they of get it from the sun. They get it from the sun. They they do, but we we no, do they play say. a role in that. Now, we, you, bitch, yeah. you die, yeah. the plant's going to still keep this shit going for themselves. This is true. This, this so is true because the air, can, cause the air, the air itself has carbon dioxide. <laughs> no, that's because the air itself does. Hold on, hold on. Let me maybe be clear. Because the air itself has levels of carbon dioxide. That is true. But we do have a relationship with the motherfucking plant. Yeah, you need the plant, but the plant does not need you. That's the point. The plant does not thrive off of human goddamn existence. You are interdependent no, upon the goddamn plant. You are interdependent upon the sun, dependent upon H2O and CO. You are. You need all that shit. You the human. This is you true. Was, yeah, true. You are, this, this is an ET planet, not a human planet. So plants, it say plant, say it. Say planet, plants, plant. The word plant, <laughs> human ain't nowhere near in the fucking word plant, planet, plant, plants, plants, plants. Humans are implants, we, but not plants. Well, we have a relationship. We have a relationship with, with, the, with, with nature and the plants. But my point is, they're conning people into thinking that the natural process of your relationship with the fucking ecosystem is harmful. That's the point that I'm making at the end of the day. Yeah, okay, I get and they're that. They're convincing yeah. people. Like yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, which is why the deal movie is made. Some of you motherfuckers mm-hmm. got to die. This is man's bright-ass idea. I tell you, he's the most ignorant motherfucker. I don't even see why y'all take your rings off your fingers. <laughs> This shit is ridiculous. <laughs> fuck it. It's, it's, yo, this what happens. This is what the fuck happens right here, boy. Shit, boy. Oof. This Oof. Because that, uh... of my fuck-up, y'all ain't going to be able to eat today. Because y'all the reason why ain't no food, even though I'm the one that fucked up. <laughs> like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, they going to blame everything on, on fucking humans. Yeah. Yeah, and humans got yeah. to suffer yeah. from that shit. Trust me, I lived it. This is why I live alone. I ain't suffering from nobody fucking choices. You can make me feel like it's my goddamn fault, motherfucker. Make crazy, make gas like these. Hey, now, you own the something. Yeah. <laughs> you own the something, goddamn. What <laughs> the fuck? It's wild. And they doing it, and they just getting a smooth criminal. Smooth. Man, how can why? one person... 
Now they saying it, but they ain't. But the people is like you said, looking at that dumbass black white lives matter T-shirt with them two nils on it right. and shit, or looking at BET and shit. They just right there in their face, but they can't hear them and can't see them. They got them looking somewhere the fuck else every time. Not overstanding that they are laying the infrastructure already in society right in front yeah. of these people's face. They yeah. got. Did you see the link that I put in there? No, ma'am. No man. Yeah, and this is where in the in the shit is called uh, the company's called one of the companies who are selling the carbon credits is called Terra something Terra. Uh, where did I put it at? Keep telling you that's uh, the name of your planet history. or your galaxy. Terra. Yes, Terra for sure. For sure. Yeah, they know what the fuck it is. DETs, man, these aliens, evil aliens that's getting rid of humans. Are human rights are being taken away from humans? Humans gave you absolutely gave you absolutely. the fucking rights. They taking it away from humans. Human time is up. That's yep. it. It's over for you, mud people. <laughs> it's called Terra. It's called. Pick up the name. You got to look the name. Terra Path. Terra Path. Terra. Terra, terra Path. Pass, P-A-S-S, Terra oh, Pass. pass. So oh, for you okay, to, be, like the, yeah, to fuck around and be on Terra these days, you're going to need, need, uh, need a pass. You're going to need a pass. you got to walk around with a pass. you got your Terra Pass. Right. Lord, have mercy. I'll be up out of this bitch soon. I don't have to deal with that shit. <laughs> Fucking humans are fucked. Oh. <laughs> humans are fucked. Oh, God. They really convinced these people that them going outside, go just doing regular shit. Same way they did with the COVID. Killing the plants inside because you're gonna spread it to the trees. <sighs> That's the same shit, man. I'm t- and what the fuck? Woo, we. Oh, here it is, right here. Erase your carbon footprint. It says the By average American dollars a month. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. You need 30... To go to the next county, in your, where you at, you better have be paying your carbon credits. And, that's the, and the only and way to erase your up. carbon footprint is paying $30. Yo, Yo how, I can't I, this is the biggest You mean to tell me money I've makes it seen. go away? Money makes everything yes, go away. Yes. We're no longer a threat to the fuck, so we can breathe as long as we pay $30. They say, and check it. Check it. Look at this shit. They say, with your carbon credit offsets, the money that you're – guess what is, is it's being used to fund – uh-oh. Carbon reduction projects. <laughs> so with hey, your carbon me? footprint, so with your carbon footprint, um, carbon credits, the money that you're giving them is then being used to fund carbon reduction projects for, that's going to reduce greenhouse gases. Get the fuck so out of here. So you talk about making the people poor for real. For real, You mean to tell real. me... <sighs> You mean I got to pay? They want us to pay That's for them like to plant a, a tree. That's a tax. 
That's like so no, that line and say Absolutely. and and say you know this gonna help interstate highways and build more highways and keep it in right. Keep it. But meanwhile, we just a flatten our tires on them ragged ass shit. Oh my god! Just some lying <laughs> motherfuckers, liars, deceivers. Which anyway, damn now. Yeah. See why it's important that hot damn politics stay on it. God, wild. dog, I told you, boy, you be coming with a scary movie. <laughs> Every right, and it's like, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to do that, but it's just like this is what this shit is. This is what they really out here doing. They, this, is, this is real shit. This is not fiction. Mm, 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 mm. It's not fucking fiction. They're just implementing this shit slowly That's but surely, and nobody is paying bars. attention. That's why they set up them oxygen bars, where you just go Ooh, to the bar and sit up there and just right. breathe in. Oh, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's that shit. Yo. Yeah. That, that shit's right there. It's been there the whole fucking time. Like, what happened? And it is slowly putting it. oxygen. And, and and these motherfuckers is so they don't. That's what makes me so infuriated with humans. I'm like, how the fuck do you not see what the fuck is going on? How can you not understand what that executive order means and what it now they're able to do? Like, that's the shit you stupid motherfuckers who want to go on the street need to be going in the street. That's what the, that's one thing I get to Europeans. They know when they being rough shot ran on their ass and they take their asses out there and they willing to, some of them willing to die for that shit. They really, they ready to run up in some shit over. You see, that's why they fake the January 6th shit. That's why they did that false flag shit of the white folks running up in the Capitol. You understand? That's why that shit was done. So the American people can become disgusted with any type of shit that they see like that being done. Right? You see with them people, they did that shit in Sri Lanka. They ran up all in the state government house, ran up all them politicians. Why? Because they bankrupt the country. Because they didn't have no fucking electricity. They didn't have no natural gas. That's what they did in Sri Lanka. That's another story they don't report on. They're not telling you that. That's not that's not popping on CNN. They ain't fucking popping on MSNBC to understand why them people did what they did. Because those policies that they did in those third world countries, understand they already was put that global global reset initiative already on those countries, India, fucking Sri Lanka. All those countries over there, Indonesia, all that shit, they was practicing over there on them folk. That's what they was practicing and implementing this shit in because they already had governments that sold out to them. So they could, they could run, those, run that shit on them. So January 6th was a false flag event to say anybody who does not agree with what we're saying and they want to protest and do shit like that, they are now enemies of the country. They are enemies and they are a danger to democracy. That's the shit that they really saying, y'all. So that, that means that if that shit starts to happen when, when real motherfuckers wake up and these real ones, these rednecks and everybody else who really would understand what the fuck is going on, and those are the people who are not afraid, who are not going to... Um, 
be observers but participants, that is so when you start seeing them run up and shit and when it really goes down that you say that they're destroying the country when, in fact, they're actually fighting for the sovereignty of the individual. It's yeah. like a nigga that comes over to the house mm-hmm. after a bitch got her ass beat and beat the hell out the nigga ass that beat her ass and the bitch get pissed off at the motherfucker that <laughs> beat the nigga that beat her ass. <laughs> that's hell of a picture, Don. I'm telling you, that's, that's all that picture. shit is, man. Motherfuckers <sighs> trying to save you from them motherfuckers, and you get your ass beat. Right, that's exactly. That, that's that shit. That's, that's that what that shit, shit is, though. And they, they divided up the people, and they divided people up enough in this country to say. If you don't go with what we're saying, you are an extremist. That's why they're using that type of language. This is why Biden using words like that, man. Yeah, it's, the it's, word it's, it's, is the, the rawest fucking spell ever. Yeah. In my no lifetime, you no longer conspiracy. Right. You're an extremist. Yeah, yes, that's over exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and you are right. detriment. You are enemy to the country. Yep, 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 because you said... That's what that motherfucker said. Prime time. If you are not... He, he said if you do not go with the mass majority, the mass majority... You don't think like them. If you don't think like the mass, you are an extremist. You're an extremist. He, he, he tried to cloak it in all that magic talk, but that's, that's you know, that's, bull, that's fodder. That's bullshit. It's, you know what I'm saying? That's what to, to that is to put into the subconscious minds of these idiots. Anybody who does not agree with what the shit we got going on, they are the re, they are a threat. They are a threat to to a functioning society. That's what they that's what they're doing. That's how you control the people who then they don't have to use force because you galvanize the people to then attack every day on fellow act the motherfucker to save them. I know. Right. Attack the people that's there. To it's, it's a hell of a psychological uh, war that they're putting on the people. Yeah. It, it's it's something. Yeah. It's something yeah. to see, man. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I know. I lived it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. Uh, sorry, y'all. Hit you. Hold on. God, oh, <laughs> but that's what they got going on, man. That's what they got going on out here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that guy, yeah, straight, yeah, straight up side up, uh, all. So, and it's the way they layer it. I'm just like, damn, I, I give them credit because the way they implement and they, they do this shit is, it's so smooth. Smooth but not smooth. You know what I'm saying? It's smooth because they do it with. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe just because we uh, we live in uh, I live here in America. That the American people, these folks walk around here every day, are so far gone mentally, as compared to other places in the world. 
I guess that's what it is. I don't know. And to me, and to me, America is the last bastion that that can really stop this shit, unless Africa can do it. Now, now, interesting enough, um, I, was that boss lady who put in the United States of Africa to the guy at the UN? That speech I didn't hear it. It's six minutes. Um, so I'm I'm like the United States of Africa. And they're doing it to the def- to defend them people, their own people from this shit, or are they, or have they got their crony leaders in Africa to convince them to come together so they can then easily be taken over eat more easily? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that one. I got to listen to that little speech. I should have put it playing that. It's only a couple minutes. No, nah, he's just show. basically telling the UN they in place and, and they need the, um, the financial institutions or the commerce institution to help and all mm-hmm. that type of shit, basically. That's what it was about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, agriculture, okay. uh, agri-finance, all that type of shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to be having our own natural resources. Africa has enough natural resources that we could thrive on our fucking own, right. but we need the fucking help. <laughs> That's amazing, right? Uh, it's like, nigga, I can do this shit all by myself, but I need your help. But I need... I got everything, <laughs> but I need you. Like, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the shit wild, though, because after he said what he said, the camera showed the other black countries um, that mm-hmm. were sitting there, too, and, and and they showed the look on the black people's faces with smiles, like, well, damn looking. right. Like, damn right, shit, the fuck? Mm. They looking like, damn right, shit, the fuck? United States of Africa. Down with your monkey ass. <laughs> the mother niggas sitting there. But that it would be gangster. They'd be gangsta if they really did, like, kick all them other countries the fuck out of Africa. Really became the United States. So we get the fuck out. We're starting over. Get the fuck basically out, Basically is what he said. Get the fuck out. And, yeah, basically. And he, I don't think he was even talking to, like, the Caucasian countries. He was talking to all the rest uh-huh. of the nigger uh, African countries that's in Africa mm. that was there. Mm. Yeah. He's really talking to them like we we are coming together. We need to continue to come together. We can do this shit right. on our fucking own. So yeah, he was basically talking to the other leaders of the African countries, just them crackers and the Germans no. and Jews and fags and dykes, bull dykes. Mm, right. They're gonna kill that right. nigga. That's the first thing I said. Oh, they're gonna kill that nigga. Oh my god. They're gonna kill that. Um. <laughs> right, I gotta. I, I'm, I'm gonna watch it though. Uh, I can keep. I gotta remember his name. You gotta remember his name. Um, cause it's in there. That, scroll, when I hear that. scroll in the general. Scroll in the general chat. Yeah, it's in there. You boss lady dropped okay. it. It's still in there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there. she dropped it. Was it? She dropped it yesterday. She dropped it yesterday. Oh shit! Don't ask me about no days. But look, I'll grab it because I got it on my um history. Okay. When your history, okay. Yeah, man. Good thing I clicked on it, right? Yeah. You know the computer right. gonna goddamn got all your business. It's on, it's on it's track. Totally it. mm-hmm. okay. That shit. Oh, there yeah. you go. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Okay. Here, there, boo. Okay. Where you at? Oh, 
Wait, and when I say here it is, that means it ain't, it ain't coming yet. I'm from Georgia. Welcome to Africa at the United Nations. Here, I'm gonna put it on my. Hold on, I'm gonna put it at my on my uh, my screen that's um active. All right, so folks can see. All right, I need everybody to tune in to the general chat, to the general uh, room of voice channels, general to see it. Mhm. All right, here we go. Africa, the United Nations. President, as we would say in Ghana, Nana Danakwa Aku Ado. In a good place. President, I'm contributing to this debate on a day that has special significance for us in Ghana. 21st September is the date we mark the birth of our first president, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. He would have been 130 years old today. And it is worth recalling on this day the driving force of his political career, which was to contribute to the birth of a united Africa, that is, the United States of Africa. We recognize today more than ever before the importance of the strength and unity of Africa. And we are working to shed that image of a helpless, hapless continent. There is a renewed commitment towards an inclusive and sustainable industrialization and economic integration. And the intensity of the challenges we face today is only matched like never before by the immensity of the opportunity before us. We, the current leaders of Africa, should be determined not to waste the crisis that confronts us. Incidentally, Oh, I don't know. He talking at the he using them cold words. He said we should not let this crisis escape them. And then I heard the word sustainable. The sustainable in that's the that's them cold words. He might be setting you niggas up. Hold on. Is build as Africa's here to take action on food. Hold on. Listen to what he said. Incidentally, 2022 is build as Africa's here. We, the current leaders of Africa, should be determined not to waste the crisis that confronts us. See? Not to waste the crisis that confronts us. Do you know who famously said? Never let a crisis go to waste. Come on now. This is this is your hot damn politics quiz real quick. Because I've quoted it plenty of times and told y'all who said it plenty of times. Never let a crisis go to waste. Rob Emanuel, who is a Clinton appointee, a.k.a. and worked for Obama. He became the mayor of Chicago after leaving the Obama White House, but he worked for the Clintons. His name is Rahm Emanuel, and that was a famous quote by him, never let a crisis go to waste. So this African man, this African Negro just said, 
the leaders of Africa cannot let this crisis go to waste. So what is he saying? What is he saying? Is he saying we can use the crisis to come, come together and strengthen Africa? That's what he's saying, but is that really can you Can you, can you just know. say the damn thing, baby? No. Why? I, I got to break it down. No, because you got to hear it all. You got to keep hearing what he's saying first. You know what I'm saying? You can't just stop can't at be, the don't, don't sustainable be, and crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be using them that stay language. Okay, here we go. Incidentally, 2022 is billed as Africa's year to take action on food and nutrition development goals. We see the current geopolitical crisis as an opportunity to rely less on food imports from outside the continent and use better our 60% share of global global share of arable land to increase food production. We have seen the devastating impact of relying on Russia and Ukraine for 70% of our wheat consumption. We have enough land, enough water, enough gas, and enough manpower to produce enough fertilizer, food, and energy for ourselves and for others. But we also recognize that we cannot do it all by ourselves. Our message to the community is therefore this. Africa is ready for business. Africa needs you, and you need Africa. You need Africa because Africa is busily building the world's largest single market of 1.3 billion people. Soon we will have a customs union, and soon we will have a continental payment system that will accelerate and facilitate trade amongst ourselves. Already, goods and services are flowing more freely across our artificial borders. See Africa for what it is, the new frontier for manufacturing, for technology, for food production. Indeed, we're recognizing that many of the things we import can be found or produced in Ghana or in other African countries. The African Continental Free Trade Area, whose secretariat is located in Accra, Ghana's capital, is driving inter-African trade and creating an unparalleled momentum for our continent's economic diversity and transformation. We know that industrialization is the way to go. And with the single market as the added incentive, we've taken policy measures in Ghana to add value to our natural resources. For example, we're processing more of our cocoa, refining more of our gold, and we're determined to exploit the entire value chain of our huge lithium deposits. We're busy building the aluminum industry and an integrated iron and steel industry, building new oil refineries and have so far attracted six of the world's biggest automobile manufacturers to have set up assembly plants in Ghana prior to producing them in the country. I'm going to keep going, but so are you saying that, because what it sounds like, I, I got to say it, it sounds like you're saying that the cheap labor is going to leave China. All that cheap labor and all that cheap manufacturing is going to leave 
China and then move to Africa. That's what it sounds like you said to me. Okay. That's what it sounds like you said. He's saying right that now, he's saying also, Neff, that basically mm-hmm. with this Russia Ukraine shit, all y'all countries are fucking hurting, but Africa is in place. So if, if y'all are if y'all are saying like the uh, European countries, just like the ain't no electricity, mm-hmm. so motherfuckers got to chop some fucking trees mm-hmm. and shit. If y'all saying mm-hmm. all that shit, why don't you just fuck with us over this Russia Ukraine shit? Because this shit makes no damn sense. And you, if you notice, know Africa ain't going through the same shit that America and fucking Europe is dealing with with this bullshit. Yeah. I'm, but I will say yeah. this about America: yeah. it's all self-imposed. Yeah. America has everything, everything to to live. America needs uh, not uh, to so import the, yeah, anything. Yeah, that's the point. So he's saying that these European countries, and and for the record, United mm-hmm. States is a European mm-hmm. fucking country. <laughs> for the record, God damn it! Don't get it twisted. They all fucking crackers, dog savages, goddamn motherfuckers. This the land of the frogs. So, no, not no fucking more. God damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But basically, that whole crisis he's talking about is the Russia-Ukraine mm-hmm. shit while every fucking country got hit except for Africa. Mainly, mm-hmm. mainly United States with that dumbass shit they were playing on the people's minds about gas and then the little shit you mentioned mm-hmm. about chopping trees. So basically all the yeah. countries are fucking suffering, right, over their reason of not fucking with Russia. So he's saying that we mm-hmm. all in place here. The only country ain't fucking mm-hmm. hurting is goddamn Africa. That's but I what thought he's they saying. just said they need they needed help building the infrastructure. Right, right. They don't so have why that. y'all no, he's he, saying right, now but listen, he's implying mm-hmm. that while your people are suffering over your bullshit crisis, they don't have to. Why don't y'all fuck with us? We in place. We got plenty of water, plenty of land, plenty of agri and we starting this and starting right. that. So why you got these people in y'all countries fucked up over this bullshit-ass Russian Ukraine shit. Why did they have to suffer? Why are you not fucking with us? Because they would never fuck with a nigga. They'll fucking rob a nigga, steal a nigga gold and goddamn water before they need another help. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why I said, that's why I said, it sound like you just want to be the next China. Because if you're saying we want to become the hub of manufacturing and all that shit, then you about to put your, drive your people with slave labor wages. Because that's what China does. And you got 1.3 billion Africans. You got all the lithium deposits that you know right now, the people who have the manufacturing capacity is already up in your country, which is China. China, this is why this is what I'm saying I have, I'm trying to put this shit together because China has lent so much money to Africa. They got so many of they fucking nations in debt and got them by the balls. Then who is he talking to? Is can he trying to clear? convince the can other Africans? Can we be clear yeah. on one thing? I know you were just about to say mm-hmm. it, so I, we don't have to be clear. Mm-hmm. You were about to say the other African countries. Africa is a fucking mm-hmm. continent. 
Let's just be clear. Right. This is Ghana. Right. This is the mm-hmm. country Ghana. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and if you listen to it a little bit more, he actually mm-hmm. come out and say that I, we Africa is coming together. That's why it's the United States of Africa. So in other right. words, I don't even know why they're calling it a state, but anyway, but mm-hmm. trying to be white, right? <laughs> calling the country a state, United States. Right, you were the United States of Africa. Right, a continent mm-hmm. at that. But, yeah, so he's saying, and he's going to tell them crackers that all of Africa is coming together now mm-hmm. on this shit. Yeah, he's getting all the, uh, well, not he is, but all of Africa mm-hmm. The other countries is coming together on this shit. And remember, man, at the end of the day, when they show them damn movies of the, of the world ending, even China's trying to get to Africa. To Africa. They're all trying was, to get to And that was the other thing that I was in 2012. I was saying, my yeah. 2012. The destination was to get their asses to Africa. In another movie, they, um, mm-hmm. the mission was Africa, too. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. yeah. But if Africa was smart, they will seal their borders and keep everybody out. Don't let the devil keep leave, them out. Baby. Kick them out and keep them out. Because that's what I'm saying about uh, with China with this road and belt initiative. They have lent. They have put so many African countries in debt to them. So this is what I'm trying to say: Is this nigga real, or is he like full of shit? Because Asia already got a hell of a foothold into fucking Africa. You let the British left, one empire monarchy pretty much is gone, but now you let these Asians in America, right? You had the Europeans in America, but now you let these Asians in and and shit, and they're kind of just running roughshod in your shit. They treat your natives like shit in your country. So I'm like, if you ain't kicking them out, you ain't about that life. And I don't know how you do, uh, you can default. But, In line with the African yeah. Union, uh, and the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, Africa is ambitious. Sustainable. Uh-uh. I ain't so, no, I'm stopping this shit right now. You're using too much of that World Economic Forum language. No, no. World sustainable goals and all. no, that's world economic forum talk. Fuck that. This nigga's selling out Africa. See, we know about them Ghanaians and shit. A lot of them Americans when they take their ass to Africa, they take their ass to Ghana. I don't know about it. What African ain't got no fucking hair on their face? I don't trust you. You ain't got no hair nowhere. What happened to your hair, nigga? Ain't no nigga's baby face like that. Something wrong with you. ...over the next decade, anchored in the Comprehensive Africa Agricultural Development Program and the Malibu Declaration on Accelerated Agricultural Growth. What we require now is support from the investor community for the rolling out of Mm. Africa's lucrative agro-industry. So you want the investor community? What investor? Which which investor community? Right. 
So do you want partners or do you want investors? Because they're two different things. They're two different things. You want partnerships or do you want investors? Because you have to answer to your investors, not a partner. You have to. You have to answer to. You have to answer. No, but you have to answer to your investors. You work for your investors. He's he's going. He's actually talking to the African countries that's sitting there now. If you keep listening, he ain't asking them crackers for shit. You you'll see if you. No, I got stuff. Yeah, you you'll see it's about the the rest of Africa to come come on much more than opportunity than the perceived exaggerated risk, which has been the false but dominant narrative. In conclusion, Mr. President, on 25th July 2016, this assembly adopted Resolution A stroke RES stroke 70 stroke 293, proclaiming 2016-2025 as the third industrial development decade for Africa, with UNIDO tasked to lead it in collaboration with a range of partners. I believe it is time for the United Nations to take proper stock of this initiative and ask a few searching questions, recognizing what could have been achieved with greater commitment and focus. Working together, we can get our world back into a better and happier place. I thank you for your attention. Did you like or hate what you heard? Let us know in the comments below. And if you want Never more, hate what you heard. No, no. Did you I, see I that when the camera pans to all the rest of the African mm-hmm. uh, rulers, or whatever they call themselves? Yeah, I saw that black, black girl smiling. Yeah, she's you know real happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah I, I that just motherfucker basically said, shit, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you're going to look at yourself and say what could have been. And to the rest to the United Nations, you gonna look at yourself and say what could have been. Because <laughs> because mm. because my only thing them them niggas is not them is European them is European Africans though. All niggas is European Africans, Neff. Even you, even me. <laughs> mm. No, this is why we speak English. We're English people. Yeah, that's because colonization. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you know, what I'm saying, but if you, even though we might not have been colonized, or let's say we all colonized.